Welcome back to the Attack Podcast. As always, I'm your host, a stoic and badass fantasy hero, Jay. And joined as always is my co-host, a cheerful, glowing, blue female companion, Z. How are you doing today, Z? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing just fine. Uh, it's uh, you know cold February and snow. We talked a lot about dinosaurs, Jack. We did. But we're getting into it. I'm I'm getting excited, Jack. I'm actually excited for this dinosaur movie coming up. Should be a good time. I hope it's a good time. I'll try not to think about it too critically, but we'll see how that goes. Jack, I believe you had a, a, something of a attraction. Well, I guess if we do it fucking first, I was going to do the end of the episode, but I guess. Nah, we'll just so, lead with it. We'll just do a little. Get your shame out there. It's fucking. We'll do a little bit of correction corner, listeners. A little new segment where we'll, correct, we'll amend mistakes that we think are worthy of amending. Last week, I made a hard stance about how dinosaurs don't live in the snow. They, they wouldn't. There's no snow. So, uh, actually, friend of the show, who's the guy's name who I say every week, Jeffrey Gonzalez, he sent me an article disproving that. That, in fact, they have been found to live in the snow. There have been records, uh, fossil evidence in, like, Antarctica and the Arctic and in Alaska of just, like, you know, remains of dinosaur skeletons that have been believed to be, even, even at that time, there was cold. There, they were cold there. So, I was wrong about the dinosaurs not being able to live in the snow. But I will hold fast to my other point of that is that the way they're presented with no feathers, they would not be able to survive because they don't have insulation. And that big dinosaur who attacks a helicopter is not a pterodon, it's a, it's a Quetzalcoatlus. So any, any pterodon people were yelling at us in, the, in their rooms or wherever they're listening, no, we've amended it. We knew it wasn't a pterodon, we just didn't know what it yeah, was. Yeah, we, we weren't too close. But now we know for sure that it's a, the specific pterosaur that it is, it's a Quetzalcoatlus. That's right. Even bigger than the pterodactyl and the pterodons. As confirmed to me by a Lego set. <laughs> as most of the things, yeah. as most of our insights on this show come from. Lego sets. Famously, we always said all the leaks come out before, before anything else, they come from the Lego sets. Yeah, Lego's really letting the side down on us. Oh my god, they really do. I'd be pissed. They do it all the time. I think one of the biggest ones was uh, Giant Man in Civil War. But it's hard to even call it a leak because it was just like... He leaked a while in advance of the actual movie, but like the sets just went on sale prior to the release of the movie, and you could just go to the Target and buy yourself the Giant Man Lego set before you saw the movie. <laughs> and then it's just like, ah, no, I know this surprise. Suppose that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Rick, reckon this will happen? Yeah. All right, check. It was a big game this week. The big game, and we've got some trailers to speak of. We do that aired during the big game. So I'll start with the. Well, actually, I would say the biggest one didn't actually play during the Super Bowl at all. No, well, <laughs> the biggest one had a TV spot that reveals stuff that actually isn't in the trailer. So we'll, we'll stop playing pronoun game. So the Doctor Strange trailer did play in the Super Bowl, a TV spot played, which which had some interesting stuff in it. And the trailer actually put online. And there was a Moon Knight TV spot, which is like 30 seconds, and like a 45-second or so Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power TV spot. You know what? Let's save the best for last. Let's go in descending or uh, ascending order of quality or length All and right. slash quality. So let's do, let's get Lord of the Rings out of the way first. All right, Jack. So Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. We knew this was coming. We had the posters and things. We had the um, like character panel, whatever, from Variety, yeah. wherever they come from. Yeah, those those pictures, which are not, not, not great looking, no. to be totally honest. No, they're not. What it, so what did, what was your general thoughts going into this? But from all those pictures and stuff, because there was a lot of controversy. I wasn't like fucking like angry about it, like some people were, where they were like, "This is mm-hmm. ruining it." But it, it gave me real Wheel of Time vibes, where they just don't give a shit about the established lore of a thing, and are like, "We'll just do whatever we want, and nobody will notice." Just like mm-hmm. guys, 
you can't keep yeah. I mean, they literally, I mean, I say you can't keep doing that. Wheel of Time was their most fucking popular thing when it was out, so they can't do yeah. it. They can and they will, uh, which is the unfortunate thing for people who know it. Like, the big dumb nerds like us who have uh, podcasts. See, I guess we should preface this first and foremost by saying, I would say that Lord of the Rings for us, right, probably fits in that same camp of like Harry Potter and Jurassic Park, would you say, right? We're like, we're into it. We enjoy it. We probably have above average knowledge. But it's definitely not, like, our thing. Yeah, it, we've never read the Silmarillion. We've not read the children, the Warriors of Wherever. Like, all those side stories by Christopher Tolkien released. Yeah. I, I've only read the books, like, once. I really just only watched the movies. So, I'd say it's, like, mm-hmm. a little bit higher than... I don't know, probably closer to Harry Potter than Jurassic Park, because I can rattle the shit off about Harry sure. Potter. Yeah, but like, yeah, 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 definitely in that camp where it's, like, I'm invested, but I'm not, like, I don't know everything. It's not like, like Marvel or even Wheel of Time where we're just like, you know, into it. Yeah. I've never read The Fall of Gondolin. So. Uh, yeah, that was that, that's one I couldn't think of. Yeah, The Fall of Gondolin. I've not read like Unfinished Tales. I don't know how to... Sp- Unfinished, yeah, yeah. The Histories of Middle-Earth. Yeah, I don't know how to speak Elvish and Dwarvish and that's right. fucking Entish or whatever the fuck he came up with. The mad lad Tolkien. So, yeah, I, I agree though. It's It does seem to be showing a bit of... Uh, Mm, you know, not not the not the strictest adherence to to the canon, right? I saw the show. I saw some quote from the showrunners that said that they're just like combining a bunch of plot lines into like one story. They're like, ah, it's just like a like an alternate take. Like we're just taking a yeah, so, bunch of stuff or whatever. Let me show you what they have on IMDb right now. Yeah, yeah as like summary of it. So it says set thousands of years before the events of the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. The series is based on author J.R.R. Tolkien's History of Middle Earth. It begins during a time of relative peace and covers all the major events of Middle-Earth's Second Age. All of them? <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah, so this is the... Okay, at first you're like, alright, so maybe this will be like an anthology, at least to start, where like an episode might take place, you know, well after the previous episode or something. Because it says it'll cover all the major events. The forging of the Rings of Power, the rise of Dark Lord Sauron, the story of the Island of Numenor, and the last alliance of Elves and Men. Right? Mm. These events take place over thousands of years in Tolkien's original stories, but are condensed for the series. I don't like the sound of that personally. No, I, the idea that they're gonna I don't either. They're just gonna they're gonna shove it all into like a three year span so that they can portray it in, in one like swoop. TV show narrative. That that doesn't work. <laughs> really. So Yeah, especially because it does it doesn't make a lot of sense because the like a lot of the forging and the rings and stuff. In the second age, it has to do with the elves who live thousands of years. You don't have to mm-hmm. smush it together; they'll look the same. Right? Elrond is like thousand years old in Lord of the Rings, or what? However old he is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Elrond was born in the first age, so like he's, he's, he's like four thousand or something. Yeah, Galadriel as well. Galadriel is like one of those ones who was born at like the beginning. Yeah, she's from like the undying <laughs> time. Yeah, like she wasn't really born. She doesn't have like a birth date timeline wise like she's like one of those crap of them who are just or have just always existed or whatever yeah, like primordial so like yeah i don't it's that's a very strange choice to shove it all i guess it makes more sense if you're telling a narrative but it also takes a little bit of the weight of it if it's like they you know season one they forge the rings and then whatever season five they do the the war of the last alliance it's like that doesn't give it the proper gravity yeah, that it deserves of like these rings were out and about for like thousands of years and they're like cor- slowly corrupted the nine yeah the nine kings of men to become the nazgul yeah it doesn't really work yeah like i don't know how they're gonna do that because the the men need to get them but like 
the Numenorians are still on the island. Like the island hasn't fallen. It's like a whole thing. Like I, I was reading up on some of it the past week here, and it's like the Numenorians capture Sauron, and then they bring him back to the island. I think after, I think maybe that's after the War of the Last Alliance, and then that corrupts the island, and like he, his like you know his taint on the world, and like he, he, he eventually weasels his way into being like the like an advisor to the king instead of a prisoner and like he he kind of brings it all crumbling crumbling down but like yeah that doesn't really work if you just try to condense this all very quickly i don't know i don't know it's questionable and i also think like there's there's definitely some pretty valid complaints about the aesthetic of this show right yeah so like i'm not i'm not even getting into like whatever the the elves are black and the dwarves are black or whatever like i i I couldn't be bothered frankly it's a fuck there's magic rings and big Short that's people all, with big feet, yeah. Like, that's and all dragons. Fine. Like, who cares? But a lot of it's just the like costuming and stuff. Just seems generally just uninspired and not fitting with the sort of like design language they establish for the uh, like the Peter Jackson movies. Which like, maybe you could say they're all doing their own thing, but like I don't, I don't know. It feels like it feels like they should probably lean on that, right? Like those movies mm, are very popular and well liked. It's like they did like a clean sweep of the Oscars. Like Return of the King is yeah. Wonderful. It's one of the highest rated movies of like all time. Galadriel, for example, she's wearing like armor, which I mean that's kind of its own thing, but whatever. I don't I don't know if there's like a basis for Galadriel running around wearing armor and like wielding a sword. I heard I've been seeing stuff that there was that she okay. used to be a warrior. I think something with Tolkien said that, but I'm all right. Again, well, I saw some like Reddit or something, so I, I don't I don't know for sure. All right, well, fair enough, I guess. But I don't know. It doesn't look like elvish armor. It looks like um men like armor. Men armor. Yeah, armor for yeah, yeah. humans. It looks like it has like the tree almost of Gondor. Right. So, like, yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't. It just doesn't mesh up with the things that we've seen the elves wear before. And like people pointed out, that dwarven queen, whatever she is, she like doesn't have any of the dwarven stuff that we remember seeing. Like they had their like language is like runic, right? Obviously, and yeah. like all their shit is like these these hard angles and stuff. And then in the show here, that picture, she's just like nothing. I don't know. There's kind of nothing notable about. She's her. wearing like a dress. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe we're nitpicking here. The other thing that bothers me is the dwarf, or the elf's hair. The one elf has, like, shaved head, which doesn't feel right. And the guy who is playing Elrond, apparently, he's got this, like, dirty blonde kind of hair. And it's, like, this weird, like, I don't know. It's like a modern dude kind of haircut. He's got, like, like, quaffed and... Yeah, he's got, yeah, he's got, like, quaffed Tom Holland hair or something. I don't, I don't fucking know. But he doesn't look like Elrond. I feel like the elves are supposed to have, like, long hair. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just taking the movies too too literally at face value, but... I don't know, man. Maybe the elves changed their style in 2,000 years. Who knows? I don't know why Elrond wouldn't have long hair and dark hair. Because he's already, like, 3,000. Like, you could be like, ah, oh, he's younger. His hair hasn't gotten dark yet. I don't know, man. He's already, like, 3,000. <laughs> His hair can probably just be dark. I like that guy. I, I like him in, uh, in... Game of Thrones is young Ned Stark. It's like my favorite. That's like one of my favorite scenes from that whole show is the, the Tower, Tower of Joy. Joy. Mm-hmm. I'm I all about it. The Trident. You weren't there. <laughs> I looked for you. The Trident. Yeah, he's great. Rhaegar. It's a, it's a good fight. Yeah, he's like Rhaegar is dead. The, the king, king is dead. Ah, oh, good shit. But yeah, I don't know, man. Also, no one's wearing any. I guess no one's wearing any circlets. I don't know. Elrond loves a circlet. Hmm? Oh yeah. Galadriel loves a circlet thing. Where are their little tiaras? Little there crowns. needs to be more tiaras. I mean, there's also a thing of, like, I think other people might recognize some of these characters, but I don't know who half these guys are. Do you have, do you have any insight, Jay? No, I have no idea. All I saw was a clip from Stephen Colbert where he talks about how he went up to 
the writer at the last Emmys in like 2019 before COVID. And he was like, this guy's going to write Lord of the Rings. And he was like, oh, can I tell you what your show might be about? He's like, go ahead. And he's all scoffy. And then he like rattled off a bunch of like names. And it's like, well, it's Glub and Shido and Blanco. And they're all going to fight Sauron. And he's still beautiful. And, you know, Jiminy Cricket and all these guys. And then he like guessed it all and walked away. So he said a bunch of names. And those probably names were important. But I don't recognize any of them except for like Elrond and Galadriel. And Galadriel's husband, whose name I never remember. Celeborn. Celeborn. I'll forget that tomorrow, probably. Yeah. Um. Apparently, the dwarf guy is supposed to be Durin the fourth, maybe. I think. I don't know if he's is he Thorin's ancestor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like all of their ancestor. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. I don't know if he's in this trailer, but there's supposed to be a young actor who is playing young Isildur, apparently. Which is just like, oh, good grief. I guess to me, it feels like they're doing that thing of just like they're trying to shove as many references to the things we would recognize as possible. Yeah, Which I guess a, that's what was going to happen, but doing a Star Wars sequels on us. <sighs> yeah, it feels like it could end up being kind of heavy-handed. It's like iconography. You know, it's like iconography, right? It's like, well, maybe. Not like this. Like, Elrond is going to go back to, like, I don't know. He's going to go to, uh, what's it called at some point? Rivendell? And he'll be like, ah, my daughter Arwen. My my sweet daughter. Don't ever marry a man now. <laughs> yeah. Don't trust the Seagull's line. And then, and then, like, I guess, what's his fate? Ooh, what's Isildur's dad called? I always forget. Oh, uh, probably, like, Hank or something. Uh, I don't go. remember. <laughs> but he'll be like, oh, Isildur, don't you be getting into trouble now. Oh, Isildur, always so greedy for power you are. <laughs> like, <laughs> always so easily corruptible by Satan. Oh, Isildur, you'll be the death of me yet, my easily corruptible boy. <laughs> uh, also, it's like, if he's young... I guess that would that would imply that the series is going to have some time jumps going on, so that like he can be a, an adult by the time of the the, la- the last alliance. Yeah, presumably the show will end with the war of the last alliance. So you know, but it's just like, oh man, I think it's a I think it's a mistake to try to to try to compact it all to the very end. Right. Yeah. I I certainly agree. I don't know. I guess we'll see Narsil. It'd be like, ah, here it is, my sword, Narsil. Yeah. This. <laughs> the flame break. of the West. <laughs> <laughs> sure hope it doesn't break I hope my sword sh- doesn't break now it'd be a real shame my sword that cuts anything broke under a guy's foot i just i don't know about all of it jack and again also it feels like at times it looks kind of weird and cheap i, yeah, I, I fear that all that all tv is moving in this direction of like cgi has become it really ha- i mean they've been saying this forever but i feel like at this point, CGI had truly has become good enough that they can do so much with it that they don't even feel the need to, to shoot real shit anymore. Mm. Um, but like, it also yeah, get a room and we'll just blue screen it. It still has its limitations. I don't know. You can't compare this to like the actual rolling like. Uh, and I think I'm. I maybe I'm not being totally fair because I do know they are filming and or they have filmed in actual New Zealand and stuff for this. But still. Like as much as I love the the Star Wars shows, I I feel like if you really start looking, you can absolutely see the limitations of like the volume in those shows right Mm -hmm. like these are massive budget shows but they can't do like anything larger than a street they literally can't show it on screen it's like i don't know like it feels like we're it feels like in some ways we're regressing honestly they were relying too much on it to like cover everything all the gaps were like yeah nobody will notice if we have all these other things they always notice like the the mandalorian is at least is like as expensive as game of thrones was me compare game of thrones will have like actual massive battle scenes with seemingly like actually having hundreds of actors and shit then like the finale of the book of boba fett again it was good but like i feel like you could really start to see the cracks in that when it's just them running down the same street three times 
and like mm. running from these. It's like I don't know. It it felt kind of cramped ultimately. Yeah, the, and, there was like a, I remember I talked about this last week. I'll get a little bit. I remember there's a scene in the Book of Boba Fett finale where it shows a bunch of townspeople like cowering in fear, and you can just like I'm like you're, you're, there's the way it shots like you're just looking at nothing. Like there's nothing. There's the, like all right, mm. there's something in front behind the camera. Be afraid of it and action. It's like well, that really kind of takes you out of it. You're like I can tell that. It's like there's like a disconnect. Feels like Wheel of Time is the same way. Like it's a, it was a very very expensive show that didn't look it most of the time. No. They built Shadow Logoth and look at on all the sh- fucking things that got him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Right, let's let's not spend too much time sadly talking sure. about. Is there anything dollar show? Is there anything you particularly would like to see in this show? Because I got a couple things. Uh probably sh- maybe Shelob. All right, cool. Not Shelob. What's the other? What's the? What's her? What's the like? Uh, what's no, the you're fun? right. The, is Shelob the big spider? No, like yeah. I meant no, like her, like the original one that eats oh. the trees and makes them die, it makes everyone leave the Undying Lands. Oh, is that? Would she I be think, around in the second age? I don't know. That's why I'm thinking. Is Shelob? I mean, if Shelob's around, I like to see her because that's cool. Maybe references to like dra- some dragons I'd like to see because there's dragons running around all the time. Because and or in references to Melkor, that'd be cool. Or Melkor himself. Shelob is is like a woman in the second video game i like those video games a lot they they play pretty fast and loose with like the lore but i think they're kind of interesting with the the lord of the rings ones are like shadow of yeah war. Sh- yeah shadow of war i really like that game yeah i think it's yeah. cool the second one in particular does some interesting stuff where like you become a wraith at the end yeah you become a nazgul over mordor yeah yeah you like kill one of them and then you or well it, it's that that game establishes that isildur becomes a ring wraith after he dies and then you kill Isildur and like take his place and you like use the ring to like his his ring of power to like wage war against Sauron with your own orc army in Mordor to like buy the lands of men time mm-hmm. over like decades leading up to the events of Lord of the Rings but then eventually you do fall and like it, it the, the epilogue of that game is like showing you like running around chasing Frodo and shit <laughs> like in the fellowship which I don't know it's I think that's interesting but like yeah. I know the diehards were like this isn't correct <laughs> Isildur was not a ring race. Tolkien would be crying and throwing up when he saw this. I would like to see. I think I, I it definitely said it to you. I don't know if I brought up on the show, but I want to see. I want to see Glorfindel, Jack. Give me Glorfindel. Glorfindel. He's not in any of the movies. This is the thing. So he's he fights in the fall of Gondolin and he dies killing a Balrog. He, mind you, there's no rings of power yet because the fall of Glorfindel is in the first age, right? Oh, so he doesn't have a ring of power. Hands. He's not a Maya. He's not a magic. He's just a real good elf, and he kills a Balrog. I'd like to see that. And he's so good that he hangs out in the Undying Lands for like a um, thousand years or whatever. And then the, the the Valar send him back as like an emissary. And they make him... Basically, he's like the same level as Gandalf, right? They right. like give him they like give him powers and like send him back as like a, a as like their sort of you Champion. know in, in, instrument on Middle Earth. And he's just chilling. Um, in the books, he's the one who saves Frodo from the Nazgul when they cross that that river instead of Arwen. Right. And then he's at their wedding. <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't do much. Technically, there's nothing. There's no actual canon like stuff where Tolkien ever said that he was he was like fighting in the War of the Last Alliance, but he was alive then. So like, I feel like it wouldn't be a stretch to put him in, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you can kill another Balrog or like a dragon with his hands. That'd be sick, right? Because also the thing is, there is no Gandalf in this because Gandalf hasn't come to Middle Earth yet. So they need somebody, right? May as well be him. Like if oh, if yeah. you need someone to fill that role, I guess Gladjo can also just be that. But she seems to be more of like an actual character in this, so she probably has to be a bit more grounded, right? Mm-hmm. She can't be like the magical like catch-all kind of character, right? So yeah. I feel like you may as well use Glorfindel, dude. I mean, I'm all about him, bro. 
I'm all about him. And then um, I, I do want to see Hot Sauron. <laughs> yeah, he's still beautiful. He's still a beautiful he's like a angel man. He's a beautiful elf man tricking them all. That'd be fun. So, Jack, I must ask, Jack, was it yep. trailer trash or trailer cash for you? Well, really, we could talk. We could like really call this a first look in the book, Jack. It's a TV spot, is what it is. So I don't know what you call it. Or this is it's a teaser trailer. They call it on uh, on YouTube well, if here. It's a teaser trailer, and I guess it's got to fall under trailer trash. Trailer. It's got to be trailer trash, unfortunately. Yeah. Trailer cash. We'll go positive first because I got nothing, anything positive. I like Lord of the Rings, so I will watch it. Trailer <laughs> trash. All the things that we've been talking about. Because I don't think we said a single thing that was positive this entire segment. <laughs> Yeah, we were being pretty pretty down on it. What about you? Trailer trash is definitely Elrond's hair. Trailer trash can be that one guy in the in the forest with the bow. He seemed to know what he was doing. He was quick with it, and I like seeing an elf be all quick with a bow. I think so you I'll mixed those up. I think Which you said ones? the hair was trailer cash. Oh, did I? Yeah, I think you. Well, then I did miss them up. The tra the the hair is absolutely trash. Make no mistake. And then yeah, the the guy the guy in the in the forest with the bow. Although I wish his ha he had like long hair. I don't know why he's got like a shaved head. That doesn't seem very elvish to me. But no, not at all. I like that guy. I like his spirit. He's got Moxie. All right, yeah, exactly. Uh, Akatak into the Moon Knight TV spot. The Moon Knight big game spot. <laughs> right, that's what it's called. <laughs> what do we need to use for that one, Jack? Is this a new thing? Um, um spot on the. I was trying to think when you were saying. I was trying to think of a rhyme word. I was like. It's a rhyme for spot that flows. Spot, it's it's spot on the dot, baby. Spot on, a dot on the spot. Spot in those dots. Nah. We'll nah. just, we'll just trailer trash, trailer cash. Standard it, format. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's right. And so this, I like this one a lot more. Uh, we This one doesn't give us a lot. It gives us little clips. Yeah. I think the most that it does is that it gives us more Ethan Hawke stuff. He's got like a tattoo yeah. that yeah. like is scales and he does a weird, like he's got a staff that's magic. And he shoots purple lightning out of a pyramid. And that's cool. I like that we get a glimpse of Conchu himself there. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, that is good stuff. I like that they go, that they're in Egypt. Yeah, like where they should be. Yeah, so that's good. I do wonder if there's some, like, do you th I think there's a chance that there's some editing malarkey Shikari. going on there. Yeah, yeah where maybe, there's... maybe Ethan Hawke isn't actually in the pyramid. Yeah, maybe he is, might be like Kanchu doing something or well tr tr technically his origin should be in, in the pyramid in Egypt so yeah I don't know but we see him suiting up like fully we get a better like full body feel like glimpse of the suit right yeah I like when uh, he's looking in the mirror and like his reflection just staring at him mm -hmm. like he's kind of content and he's trying to fight his personality I think that's interesting he does uh, the thing where he jumps and his cape is a moon pretty good right uh, like that that. See, that when I, when he did that, I was like, you can tell where uh, the CGI starts because his arms go and unnaturally. The cape goes ding, <laughs> which I don't. That, it's nothing wrong with that. I think it's kind of funny. I just thought it was uh, something I really noticed. He's uh, got saw, his, his moonerang. He does. He's got the, the breaking out of the moon gadgets, Jack. Which I very what if he breaks out a moon copter? <laughs> I Jack. I hoping there'll be a moon copter. You say that as if you're assuming there shan't be a moon copter. <laughs> I don't know. There's a non-zero chance it might not be a moon copter. Uh, oh, oh gosh, Jack, don't tempt fate. Come on. I won. I won. I won. If I don't have the moon copter, what do I have left? <laughs> what do I got to live for? We uh, haven't we haven't seen it like in motion yet, but we we saw in Entertainment Weekly or something, some some bullshit, you know, magazine this week, pictures of him in the Mister Knight outfit from the comics, where he's in like a fully white like three piece suit and like a weird mask. 
Yeah, with like a, a full like head mask and like white gloves and everything, which is cool. I didn't know they were gonna do the the different costumes and stuff. So I think did I say this to you or, or I don't know if I remember, but I'll say it here. So I think it'd be cool if they had his like main costume be the more traditional Egyptian-y looking one. And then they also have the Mister Knight one, but then they could also do the armored costume from the comics, which is like where he fights ghosts. No, that's like a magic one. That's like oh, okay. a full magic costume. But like that, the thing about that is like, yeah, his his current main costume in the show here kind of leans more into that than in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm talking about is like for not supernatural threats at all. Like he uses it to like storm a building and beat up a bunch of criminals. Right. Yeah. So it's got, you know, it's like his white costume, but it's got like black armor, like plates on it. Basically. Oh, that's cool. Like a dichotomy yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I think it'd be cool if they also had that in the rotation as like a more simple, modern-y-looking costume to be in contrast with this like ancient Egyptian-y-looking one. Um, yeah, I think that'd, but, yeah. I think that'd be cool. I saw a quote from Kevin Feige that said there's a lot of like kind of intense action. Yeah, they're like, we should probably should we tone it down? He's like, no, we didn't because it's Moon Knight and it has to be like this. Yeah, like he he said like almost you know disturbingly violent at times. Yeah, yeah, and that's. That's all right. I mean, I wonder if he's pulling our leg a little bit. I, I mean, I think he is. I don't. I don't think this is going to go. I don't think he, they're going to watch Moon Knight dismember a man or like a weird vampire monster. Yeah, like here's the thing. I bet it's still below the threshold of like PG thirteen Daredevil. Oh yeah. Like, like I bet there's. Yeah, I bet they're still below the Netflix shows as far as violence goes. If I had to guess, to be honest, but yeah. But who, maybe they won't be. Maybe they'll change around. I doubt Ethan Hawke is going to slam anybody's head in a car door. No, is what I'm but he, saying. But he might use his mind control to make someone kill themselves. That's always a thing. Probably not that either. Actually. No, probably not. But that's a, that's what that's like a tr- classic cliche where if you can mind control somebody, a villain always has to prove how evil he is and makes them commit so su- make someone commit suicide that we've never met. It's like, well, oh yeah, it's got to do it to prove yeah. how scary. In Jessica, Jessica Jones season one, David Pearl Tennant, man. so many, so many t- horrible ways you can make someone kill themselves. <laughs> oh, yeah, because the purple man, you can control your mind. It's it's terrible. <laughs> Are you anything more to say about that? That's not nah, too much. That's about that. Yeah, it's uh, we're excited for it. We'll probably talk about it again in like a month when it. Oh, literally almost a month from now, give or take, when it comes out, or a week before it comes out, we'll talk about it again. Then we'll obviously we'll talk about it when mm-hmm. it comes out every week. So let's take out of that into the well, hold on trailer trailer trash for the oh, cash. Shit. Thank you. We missed the last one night one too. Whew. I'm gonna say trailer cash is that sick the moon cape. I'm all about it. Make it all be moons, Jack. That's the point. All right. But I will have to, I have to say trailer trash goofy accent again. They haven't changed it yet, and so <laughs> I must I must trailer trash. Um, trailer cash more Ethan Hawke stuff. That's cool. Trailer. Did I see trash first or cash first? You said remember. cash first, I think. Okay, cool. If I didn't, listener, don't tell me. <laughs> and trailer trash. Um, I don't know. There's not much I didn't like. Uh, I guess the little. F- I don't know. No moon copter. We'll say that. Yeah, there's no as moon well. copter. Yeah, That's yeah, trailer trash. yeah. Forgot these don't actually have to be criticism. They can just be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I always forget our show isn't a serious uh, intellectual deep dive. All right, moving on. Actual act attack into. The big boy, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Now, this trailer was fucking bananas. Yeah. I, to put a oh, phrase to it. See, it's crazy. Like, there's a lot in here, but it really makes me wonder what they aren't showing in the trailer. Yeah. Well. So, like, this... let's, let, let's get that out of the way. I think that's going to be a big part of this uh, discussion, is that in this trailer, we get Patrick Stewart, Charles Xavier's voice. Yeah. So, per- they're not even saving yes. the fact that Professor X is in this. So, like you just said... What the fuck are they gonna? What what are what surprises do they have? Because they didn't tell us that the two other Spider-Men were in it. 
but they are telling mm-hmm. us that Professor X is in it. So who's waiting in the wings is really so crazy. I wonder, Jack, like, do you think this movie has less of a punch than it might otherwise have if we didn't have the Spider-Man movie and like what if last year and everything? Because I feel like we're kind of, on the one hand, it's like, obviously, this is exciting. But on the other hand, it's like, ah, we're just doing more multiverse stuff. It feels like they've almost leaned too much into it too quickly. Yeah. I think if this movie was like, if they did what if and then they did Doctor Strange, I think this movie would hit a lot harder because mm-hmm. it's like wacky. And Doctor Strange had a big role kind of in what if towards the end. Like, it's really Doctor Strange centric. Um, but yeah, after Spider Man. It's kind of just like it's kind of become a matter of course, like yeah. within like the fan community discourse, where it's like, well, all right, we got Tobey Maguire. When the fuck is everybody else going to show up? And with like the Flash movie coming up too, everyone's oh, yeah. just jumping on the multiverse kind of train. It feels like, but yeah, to be a little more positive. Do you it think? Was very exciting. Well, I, I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, holy shit! Did they actually just reveal that now? <laughs> oh my god! See, Jack, here's my question for you: Do you think all there's right. a chance that he's not actually? Professor X, what is that Black Patrick Panther? Stewart? What's what that? if it's what if what if um like Patrick Stewart is playing a version of Black Panther? <laughs> That'd be <funny>. <laughs> <laughs> he's just in the Black Panther suit. He's like, why are you wearing that? Why? I know, I know a guy who wears that. What are you doing? But he's just playing a just a different guy. It just happens to be him. It's like a big misdirect. Like uh, what's his face for Evan Peters from WandaVision? Oh right, uh, I don't think that. No, they would. <laughs> Patrick Strange is like, who are you, Patrick Stewart? And he's like, it's me, Ralph Boner. Uh, no, I don't think they'll do that. Not with Patrick Stewart. Not for not for the movie. Not with Patrick Stewart. This, we talked honestly, about this months ago, Jack. If you recall, the Illuminati rumor, right? Right. Yeah. You remember this? So it seems like that's what that is, right? Mm-hmm. And we, let me bring it up. But we talked about like the the leaked rumored team was like him, Captain Carter, Killmon- Ca- Captain Carter, Mordo, which like it, it seems to be being suggested by. The trailer. the show, right? The trailer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the trailer. Like Mordo sits down, it seems like. He's yeah. like one of the only ones you can see clearly. I someone pointed out that on the poster you can see like broken Captain Carter's shield. Yeah, yeah. So I've seen that's that. that's kind of a lock. Obviously, yeah, Patrick Stewart. So like it's kind of seems like that that's mostly on target, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh definitely. Which is kind of crazy. Um, have I, you heard some of the other rumors? I've heard that Superior Iron Man Tom Cruise is going to be in this. That's a yes. big one that's been going around. Based on the Illuminati and the part of the trailer, I think in the TV spot or the actual trailer, I can't remember which one it's in, or maybe it's in both, where there's somebody who like is flying in the air, powered up, and shoots energy, who people think could be a couple different people, and nobody's really sure because it's like a se- two seconds of like a f- scene. I think that looks much more like a Captain Marvel. Th- I, that's what I thought originally. I was like, oh, is that like Captain Marvel? Because yeah, that's what I think too. Because Monica Rambeau was one of the initial rumors, right? She was so it looks like rumor. it could just be Monica Rambeau yeah. using Captain Marvel power. Like obviously some alternate, you know, dimension Monica Rambeau because in no. our dimension she died of cancer. <laughs> yeah. And it looks like, yeah, I've seen like freeze frames and it kind of looks like it could be, um, no, no, I'm saying Monica. I mean, Mariah is her mother, right? Yeah, I was going to say Monica is Maria, the, Mariah. Okay. Yeah. So Monica is the current one. Yeah. I feel like it's not, it looks more like it's, it is, uh, Lashana Lynch, mm-hmm. who is her mom, who played her mom, Mar- Maria Rambo or whatever. Um, it could be, it could honestly be either of them though, basically is what I think. I do think it's a Captain Marvel. I don't think it's, I, I think Tom Cruise as, as a version of Iron Man could be in this movie for sure. I just, to me, in that shot, it absolutely just looks like when Captain Marvel's doing her power-up thing, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, it doesn't look like what an Iron Man would look like flying around, personally. I don't know. A lot of people immediately latched onto that being Superior Iron Man, but it just doesn't, 
it, it seems like they're just using the exact same effects that they use for uh, Captain Marvel. So that's mm-hmm. that's what I think. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely see that. Uh, also, it just seems to be like it's like a dozen Doctor Stranges. There's yeah, Resident Doctor time. Strange. There's Defender Strange. <laughs> there's Evil Doctor Strange, and then there's like Zombie Doctor Strange. Yeah, I think you. Did you tell me about Defender Strange? Yeah, we were we were hanging out, and then I looked at my phone, and I read out them, and you went, is that a theory, or did you see something about it? And I went, I just saw something, and you went, yeah. I don't know why you said that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like, he's clearly defending, I guess. But then, yeah, it's like, it's it looks to be Evil Doctor Strange from, I guess, the show, but again, we talked about, like, why that's probably not him, but yeah. he should be doing something else. And also, ultimately, the one from the show isn't actually that evil. Mm-hmm. He's like he's like a little a little misguided, but he's not he's not literally like cackling villain. And the one in this in the movie here seems pretty. He's got an evil goatee. Yeah, he's pretty spooky. So. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing all black and he's all scary he's, looking. Everyone, I was just pointing out, I go that Sam Raimi's doing his classic thing where he makes an evil version of the of the hero. He loves it. He loves it. He'll do it all the time. People, I guess they think that one of them is going to be Mister Fantastic, which I've, is I've too. certainly a good uh you know a good guess because he's. You know, famously one of the members of the Illuminati, of course. But I, I, I guess if people are divided on if it's going to be John Krasinski, which I just don't think is. I just don't think that's happening. Mm, I think it's just at this point. I don't think John Krasinski will be Mister Fantastic. I think yeah, that bridge has probably been burned. I think he's heard it too much, <laughs> and he's like, I, "I don't want it. Stay with me, Kevin Feige." He's like, Rats. "Back, back with you, back with you." I, I um, don't want to be around you. So people think it could be the guy who played him in the in the early movies. Mm. Um, What's his name? Yoan Griffith or whatever? I don't know his name. So that would make more sense to me because I feel like it like it doesn't make sense to introduce John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic as like an alternate dimension Mr. Fantastic. But Right, yeah. I just think it's crazy because if they do bring that guy back as Mr. Fantastic, I feel like I feel like that opens the door, Jack, for our our theory from way back. Chris Evans as human torch. <laughs> Chris Evans will return to reprise his role as human torch. Which would just be delightful. That'd be delightful. That'd be the, honestly the movie could just be the rest of it could be awful as long as we get that one little thing. Great. Oh. Also, we ha- they haven't talked about the, the, you can see his back of his head, but we know there's a giant green minotaur in this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about this character. He's in it. America Chavez is in it. Like there's a like when I said there's a lot of people in I don't remember Spider Man. But what's mm-hmm. this movie? I don't remember. I was like, what's Spider Man going to be about? What's this oh, really going to be well, about? Yeah, because there was a couple week period, I felt like, a couple, like a month or so back, where we were getting so many rumors like, this person's going to be Doctor Strange, and they're going to do this, and they're going to do, like, the X-Men, and, the, uh, yeah, like, the Fox characters from the Fantastic Four, and this and that. It's like, hey, I feel like at some point, it's just going to be too much. I do still think, like, there's a chance that the, there's just going to be, like, a 15-minute, like, <laughs> montage of just seeing them all, which would, you know, ultimately not take up that much screen time and still achieve all these things. But I guess what I'm saying is, like, they can't they can't spend a substantial amount of time with all these different characters, or the movie would be too long. Yeah, too long and too unwieldy. Like, it's very, it's very interesting. And also, I've seen people cut together clips of, well, we can get into this. Wanda being the villain, I think that was a rumor. I think she. I mean, at this point, I don't see who else would be. Yeah, I think she's the villain. I think she's doing the Scarlet Witch's bad plot that they like to do in the comics. Yeah, I thought after the last one, it was more Baron Mordo. I mean, we always. I think. I think it was Wanda was always going to have something of like a kind of on the fence Ante- role because antagonistic role. Yeah, maybe not fully the villain, but because and and people pointed out she has like the she has like the dark magic fingers where like right, the fingers yeah. are turning black and things and, and all that, but it. I feel like the last trailer more so suggested that Baron Mordo would be the villain, but it seems like he is 
at least the version that we see in this trailer, which is the long-haired version, I guess, he's on the Illuminati, so I don't think he's truly a villain. I guess Doctor Strange is, like, the one from the, the, the mainline MCU universe, he could also have a role in here as something of, like, an antagonist, because he did his whole, like, I don't, I'm gonna steal everyone's magic thing, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it kind of seems like it might just be Wanda, but I, again, it's still kind of, I agree, and maybe that's a, I guess it's a pro for this trailer, is that, like, we don't really know what the the overall sort of conflict of this film is. Right, because the thing, it's weird because what Wanda, that teaser we got at the end of Spider-Man and the interaction that Wanda and Doctor Strange have and the one they have in this trailer paint very different pictures or mm-hmm. paint, I guess maybe, I mean not this different pictures, but different progressions of a picture, I should say. Because in the Spider-Man part, when the one at the end of Spider-Man, she says, I know I have to own up to what I did in Westview. And Doctor Strange, we made a joke about going, actually, I couldn't care less about those people. I, they really don't matter to me. I Really, it's fine. And he doesn't care. He's like, I'm not here to talk about it. I'm talking about the multiverse. And then in this trailer, when they're like in their costumes, and Wanda's in her costume, and Doctor Strange in his costume, like that red wasteland, which they love to do, she's like, why is it that when you break the rules, you're a hero, but when I do it, I'm the bad guy. That's not fair. Which, mm-hmm. not saying it, it could just be that she uses the multiverse, the chaos, to get her children back. And they go, hey, you can't do that, Wanda. That's bad. Because they love doing that in the comics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Telling her she can't have her kids that she made yeah. from souls. So she's got she's to steal those kids back at some I point. Mean, she, I mean, I, I've heard they're literally just in it. Like, they, Oh, there you go. So, Have you seen the stuff that those are the same like scene? Yes, that they're like, in the same place. They're in the same place. Because like, you, you kind of lay it over. It's like the setting. Yeah. Or like the, the, the blocking of like how they're standing. It looks like it's actually the same interaction. So she'll be like, hey, Doctor Strange, we're not really in a nice meadow. I'm in the I'm in the chaos wasteland. Whatever. <laughs> chaos land. I'm in I'm in a dark realm of my own right, creation. Yeah. But then there's also like there's like Wanda look, uh, walking up to Wanda. I don't know what that's about. I think that might be. Well, and it looks, like it's, it looks like it's her Westview house, right? Yeah. So what I think about that is that there were I don't know if you've seen this, but there's two like there's these two leaked not like screenshots, but they're like poly like just like polygons of like a scene like concept art not like art but like 3d kind of whatever and in that's there's two of them and one of them that like went around online a couple months ago or half a year ago or whatever is dr strange in cuffs like he's in the trailer but mm-hmm. next to two presided by two robots in front of professor x and oh. there's another scene okay. with him professor x doing this like temple thing against wanda so what i think is I think both those scenes obviously are happening because one has already been confirmed to be happening, so the other one's definitely happening. And I think that Westview thing is that Doctor Strange is like in her mind, like trying to get her to like see reason or or see mm-hmm. his side to like stop doing whatever she's doing. And I think my thing with Wanda is is that I hope they don't make her character have to apologize a lot. Because Doctor Strange, like, she's got a good point. Doctor Strange fucks up a lot, and nobody really calls him out on it. He doesn't really pay the price. Well, clearly what he did, much bigger deal. I mean, like, not to compare, but, like, Wanda terrorized a town, right? Which is real bad and all. Right, yeah. But Doctor Strange endangered all of reality. He almost destroyed, like, existence because he wanted to help some kid. Which I'm not really on the same level, frankly. So I really hope, and I will... I I'm I'm gonna have faith that Marvel will do this because they're they're pretty good about this kind of stuff I think for the most part is that like Wanda will ultimately do something that puts her in the wrong like overall that like mm-hmm. something bad will something bigger than what Doctor Strange has done will happen but I hope that she'll like be like well I did what was wrong and Doctor Strange will be like well yeah but I also do it 
and I'm bad, and I was bad for that. So like, it's not really on you because I'm doing that too, and it's a weird double standard. Like, he'll take more responsibility, and in that, she'll like be redeemed. I don't, if I, I don't know if I'm, that makes a lot of sense. Do you kind of yeah, I don't. I don't think she's gonna end this film as a villain right no i don't think she's gonna like go off in the distance as like i'll be back kind of moment i mean Mm -hmm. yeah so i think i think they'll resolve it i mean ultimately i guess the thing is maybe this movie doesn't really have strictly just a villain it's more like circumstances right like it's Mm -hmm. more like the they're they're fighting the collapse of like the multiverse more so than they're fighting a guy yeah each other i mean maybe it'll be one of those things where it's like ah it was actually this guy was behind it all along but yeah, it seems like there's a bunch of threats to contend with. Mm-hmm. It's like, we gotta fight... The tentacle monster? Garganto, or whatever he's called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, I have to fight zombie me and, like, evil me. And, and defender me. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's gonna strictly just be, like, there's a bad guy we gotta beat up. It's more like the, the realms are collapsing and we gotta set things right. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, maybe Wanda will be up to some some shit. She'll, like, seize on this... Opportunity, the chaos. Opportunity to, yeah, the chaos to try to, like, bring her kids back, but... I don't. I even even see. I don't think she'll be like the villain or or a villain like for going forward. I guess. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Maybe we'll see White Vision again. I don't know. Cool. She seems to have like a pretty significant role. It's it's looking more and more like she's she's really like one of the main characters. Of that, That's so. well. I mean, she's like I know I saw that like when they wrapped filming the first time for the only reshoots. The, on the there's like a shirt they gave the like the people. Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, the head Wong, Ch- America Chavez. Uh, Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch. So didn't it have Loki too. No, it did not. This oh, was before okay. Loki ended. Oh, okay. Do we think Loki? Oh, right, be he's in fucking in it. Holy shit! He's been confirmed to be in it, right? I think so. Right, he was. I I always forget that. It's probably the. It's the third time I've been like, oh my, like soy boy about it. But like, why is he in this movie? That well, because it's all kind of related. Like the collapse yeah. of the Time Variance Authority has also got to be contributing to to all this, right? Yeah. I think I think it'll be fun because they're all doing magic. I I yeah. I just wonder. Maybe I thought at first that they he was just in the Time Variance Authority when he's in that like when he's going to meet the Illuminati. I don't think he is though. Cause it's a, it's like no. It's I don't know. Oh, futuristic. Like well, once yeah. he got in the room, I was like, oh, it's the Illuminati. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that they're gonna call them the Illuminati or are they not? I feel like they can't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I think that doesn't really play. I feel like when the Illuminati was created in the comics like 15 years ago. I feel like Illuminati was more more like jovial as a concept. Yeah, the deep I feel state. like you could. Yeah, I feel like the deep state wasn't really as uh, as grim as it is now. Yeah, in, in this day and age, it doesn't Seems really. It's a little too real, maybe. It's a little too close to home. So Bro. they probably aren't going to call them that, are they? But no. we'll we'll know. You know, it's all right. Yeah, we know what they're called. I do not think they're going to bring back the guy who played Black Bolts in Oh Illuminati or uh, 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 Humans. He's rumored to be one of them. I feel like that'd be a strange choice because that's a show that nobody watched or liked. Yeah, the show you can't really find on Disney Plus. They hide it from you. Like nobody's gonna have a club shit on moment about seeing Black Bolt return. Well, just I like Black Bolt in the comics. They didn't do him very good in this in the show, so I couldn't. I'm Why not really have a device that lets him talk with his mind or something. Drama. I've told you this, Jack. It's, it's so drama. drama. I oh hate God. that. That's stupid, Jack. Because storytelling. <laughs> no, that's fucking dumb. In oh a world God, they live on Jack. a fucking moon, they're literal superheroes. Like he knows Hank Pym and Mister Fantastic and fucking Professor X. He can't just be like, "Yo, fella." Make me a thing that I can talk with my mind or something. Why doesn't he have like a speaking spell? Like because drama. Fucking Stephen Hawking. Because it creates drama. Would, would you take away Stephen Hawking? No, you're right. Drama. Though. I have. I don't know why he can't even just like write it down on a pad. 
he just, just have a little pad with him be like mm. he can't he can't build a power dampener so he can speak because jack that's How are we going to have the dramatic moments where they're like, Black Bolt, please, for the love of God, would you just tell us what your plans are? All has come to ruin, Black Bolt. And he's just like, mm, stoic silence. <laughs> I have machinations beyond your, your seeing, but I cannot tell you. See, Jack, yeah. how would we have that drama? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want it. I think it's dumb and bad. Oh, oh you think you're better at telling stories than them, huh? Oh, yeah, 100% I am. Oh. oh, you think you should have the job I could, Marvel I could write too? a killing joke in my sleep. Oh, oh I'm sure. Yeah, I could write. I'm pretty King sure. I'm pretty sure. Hold on. Pretty sure the Inhumans are like one of the one of the good old creations. Yeah, Stan Lee created them. You think you know better than Stan Lee, Jack? Yeah. You fuck. Get out of here. Get out of here, Jack. All right. So what do we say, Jack? Trailer trash or trailer trash? Uh, I would say trailer trash. Not clear what's going on, but that's not a super big trash. Trailer. Actually, no. Trailer trash. Big green minotaur. What the fuck's up with him? Trailer. Cash. He's like a character. Just look Tra- into it. Trailer Cash, big green minotaur. What's oh. up with him? Oh. Oh. Oh, a little bit of... He's um, just... Apparently, he's one of Doctor Strange's students in the comics. So, he's just like a, a student at the magic school. He just showed up. He's like, hey, guys. No, but yeah, he's from a different planet or something or actually, whatever. I, no, but I'll, I'll do it. Actually, Trailer Cash, this movie looks yeah. really good. Like, looks very interesting. All the scenes. I think... I don't... It doesn't go... Again, though, Jack. Is it too much? Is it just like, we're just throwing everything at the wall? It's just a spectacle. It's all... It's all style, no substance. Like, do you think that could be potentially? Mm, possibly. I think there's a non, to quote you, a non-zero chance. Right? But it's just like that we're just doing a bunch of shit. Yeah. It's just a crazy like spectacle more than it. Like, honestly, like we said about Spider-Man, right? Yeah. At the end of the oh, day, Spider-Man is is hard. barely a movie. Yeah. No, this movie is gonna be like an Infinity War Endgame thing. Like you're gonna watch it. Like if you take if you're a if you're a big Marvel fan and then you take your girlfriend to it, she's gonna like. She's gonna want to jump off a window, out a window, <laughs> off a roof, whatever. In like, the window, you can't, window, you can't bring your grandma to this one without her. Just know what's what, happening here. What on earth, right? Surely, am I wrong? No, I don't think you're wrong. I think when we see this movie on May 6th and we do the episode, uh, we're gonna be like, "That was a great movie," but we're gonna think about it as a film. Doesn't work because I don't think it will. I think we're gonna have to wait till Thor four to get some like films out of this. <laughs> get some goddamn watchable movies yeah like i love the mcu but i'm not gonna pretend like these movies are gonna make sense like they're just incoherent for the most part i love it i'll watch them i'm a little soy boy about it i'll watch it i'll consume it every day all day every day i'll have a show about it you'd be like honey you need to watch wandavision and also the original x-men films (laughs) all three of them also for the fantastic four films yeah, yeah, right? Like, it's just going to be nothing. Yeah. Again, it shows the absolute state of, of cinema at this point that it's just going to be like, ah, yes, actor who was in previous thing is in this thing. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> it's, we're going to get, like, the box office is going to be like Licorice Pizza, a movie that not, where nothing happens, and it's just kind of two hours, and Philip Seymour Hoffman's boys in it. And then also mm. just like a bunch of like Blorko the movie. <laughs> like, just a bunch it's of just shit. nothing but Blorko moments. <laughs> Blanco 2, Glove Shuttle Returns. Like, it's just chock full of them. I'm gonna say Trailer trailer Cash. I like that, I like the Sam Raimi directorial decisions shining through. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw it, but, like, there's parallels to him doing, like, the I'm gonna zoom in on somebody's eyes. Yeah, I saw that. They're that. doing, like, Raimi's zooms and stuff. And that's fun to show that, I mean, ultimately, it's just gonna be a big it's gonna be a big Marvel movie at the end of the day, all right? Yeah. It's just gonna be big, probably a big blue laser in the sky at some point or whatever the hell. Oh yeah, um, we're gonna. I mean, the landscape is literally dark. That's just red. <laughs> it's just all red. But 
I am it I'm glad that at least he's he seems to be able to get a little bit of his own style shining through. And then trailer trash. Oh Jack, I, I really like this. I'm not on. I guess trailer, that's the rules. Trailer cash is that we didn't see Chris Evans is trailer trash. The, said cash. The, oh gosh. I got it all messed up. But they didn't they didn't just show us Chris Evans as the human torch. So like, come on. Let's just, just give it to me, Marvel. Give it to I me. I know you I know you've got it in your back pocket there. Give it to me. I know you have <laughs> it. You cowards. That's Prove me right. <laughs> Prove me right again. Because as we always say, we've never been wrong in this show. We've never been wrong. So we make, we're going to be right, so you may as well just get it out of the way. Like, at just, this point, just let me know that I'm right. Guys, just, just let everyone else know so we can get out of the way. So, it, uh, you know, because that way we don't have to spend the whole episode where we're actually talking about the show just gloating for hours about how we were right. <laughs> right. I guess be- Chris Evans was there. We were right as always. And, and of course, was- if he isn't. We'll go back and delete all traces of this throughout <laughs> we'll our delete the our whole show. We'll, we'll change our names and we'll never speak to each other again. We'll be yes, scared we'll, to the wind. We'll move to separate corners of this earth <laughs> and hide forever. Become hermits. <laughs> Excellent. Be like, what happened to him? Who's that street comes to town? He used to have a podcast in America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Be like, you know that um that bit from the office. <laughs> Where he's like he's describing this elaborate scenario about how he stole a chandelier from Tiffany's or whatever. No, I don't. I don't know that scene. No. I don't like The Office. I've not seen it. Yeah, all I know you don't like The Office, but he's like, I died. He's like, it's been twenty years. I tell her I still loved her. I tell her to meet me in Paris. It was a lie. I went to Italy. <laughs> like, oh, that when Dwight does it, I do know that yeah, scene. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I know that. So excited for Australians. Like attack out of that into attack attack into the Peacemaker second Jack. half of the season five through eight. Jack, do you really? Do you really want to taste it? I really want to taste it. Yeah, what's going up must come down. Now, you know, we we we've done a little bit differently with this show because usually what we do, we pull a little wheel. Of t- not not for the same reasons as the wheel of time, just for time constraints. As you no know, know, listeners, these episodes are just getting longer, and we didn't put Peacemaker in because it would have made these episodes three hours, three and a half hours, and that's a little too long for me, the editor. So we're gonna talk about all Peacemaker. At once. So well, we did the first half of it. Well, yeah, we're doing it in half. A couple weeks of, back. So we did the second half of it. Yeah. Yeah. So five through eight. What'd you think? Uh, it's it's pretty good. I mean, it's a good show. I said to, this to you at some point the past couple weeks while you're we watching them and stuff. And I, I do think even after seeing the last couple, I it still still holds true to the most part for me. Is this show feels like it's a bit of a vestige from like I don't know, say like five six years ago when this stuff was still a little earlier in its infancy and we weren't getting. You know, Disney Plus high budget shows, you know, mini streaming miniseries where they would just put Falcon and the Winter Soldier, just get the actual actors and they would, you know, they're just doing full on, you know, WandaVision TV shows and all this. Back when we had to have like your options were like the CW shows, which, you know, are awful. Or it was like, yeah, there's an MCU show, guys. It's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's like an MCU show with nobody from the MCU. It's just agents running around. And like, I, I like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I do, but it's not really the same. And the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in particular is like, at this point, it has shaky canonicity to like the rest of the MCU. It's kind of just, it's basically not even part of the universe anymore. Right, yeah. And this, to me, kind of feels like that. Not that, Again, not that necessarily is like an inherently bad thing, but obviously, like, the show has Peacemaker, it has Vigilante, I guess. But a, a Vigilante was created, you know, for the show. Barring a couple surprise cameos at the end, it doesn't really have any of the actual trappings of the DC universe right 
Um, it's just about Peacemaker, which again, he's it, like, I think that definitely probably appeals to a certain demographic. Like this might have more broad appeal, even though, I mean, I say that the MCU is like the most popular thing ever. <laughs> so kind of has broad appeal on its own. Right. But right. Yeah. I guess someone who is less into it and like, doesn't want a fully, you know, superhero fully, you know, full on capes continuity. And you don't have to, you don't want to have to deal with all the shit we were just talking about of like, you no, know, having seen every single movie, this does stand alone on its own stand alone it's the same thing whatever it stands alone right much better mm -hmm. but i i'm not gonna lie at some points i was like this feels a little simple like again we have peacemaker but then all the other characters are just dudes like they're just guys yeah they're just running around but they, they got those butterflies but they're like in people's heads so it's just yeah like, a bunch of guys she's like i don't know i don't know how i feel about it it's just it's just something i definitely noticed it was like it's it's a little i think like it's a little more kind of smaller in scope yeah it it definitely is like a weird jump because, like, especially when they reference back to like the Suicide Squad and they show clips, like mm -hmm. it, it's kind of jarring because it's like, well, this is a blockbuster movie and this is a television show. Like, it's very clear like where the line is. Yeah, it's like an elaborate set with all this thing, and then they're in a field. So it's like, well, what are we doing here? Right, exactly. But yeah, it's still good. That's yeah, no, I I will say it's still uh, very good. Uh, I will. Well, here's the thing. I want to let's just get right into a little bit here. One thing I want to ask you about is that when we first talked about this way back when we were talking about how they're going to deal with the White Dragon, his father, yeah. and people were like, "Are they just going to have him kill his dad? That'd be weird." And they did. Yeah, what they you, did. What do you think about Kills him just killing his dad full on? I don't know. I think I guess it it does feel still feel a little weird to me, honestly. Right, like. It's rare that that's the way you, you deal with that problem, narratively, right? Is like, mm -hmm. you know, that, obviously that's a classic trope of, like, your parents are shitty or whatever and all that. But, like, it is very rare that you see someone just murder their shitty parent. I will say, by the time we got to that stage in the in the show, I, I really did... I mean, I always hated him, don't get me wrong. But, like, it really amounted to I was like, yeah, I don't care at this point. Like, fuck this guy. Just shoot him, as far as I care. I still wonder if that's the healthiest way to deal with it as... A person. <laughs> well, he said that the, the, his ghost is showing up even at the end, so that might. Yeah, be maybe that's a good point. Like I think they kind of seem to suggest that it didn't really fix anything. Well, I mean, probably fixed a little bit. But yeah, it's not a weird superpowered <laughs> Nazi running around. He's not actively trying to kill them, so. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's it does still feel kind of weird that you like. I feel like that's usually a more metaphorical thing of like you kill your father and become him or whatever, right? That's like yeah. the whole. But no, nah, he just he just murdered his dad because his dad was a shit dude. I don't know. I don't know, to be honest. Again, I didn't like him, so I was glad to see him gone. But it doesn't feel like that really resolved it for him. I, right. I guess he's working towards that direction, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I mean, his dad was horrible. He was a horrible, yeah, horrible his, man. His dad so. was really a super uh, king Nazi, so... He's a king Nazi. <laughs> I did find it funny, and I think maybe this was on purpose. It, you know, it's supposed to be kind of comical that, like, he has, like, an Iron Man suit, yeah. basically, <laughs> and then the rest of them literally just have, like, bags over their heads they don't even really have it. like they don't have any kind of get up they're looking like the guys from Django. <laughs> yeah literally it's cutting bigger holes in the bags like he's got I all can't this shit in this thing <laughs> he's got all this tech and he builds all these helmets that like create all this was wild yeah. advanced technology but he just has a bunch of goons running around in like their cars mm -hmm. that was good what is it? i what's that vigilante i think is a weird character in this show because i can't really get a read on what like at first i thought he was kind of like a psycho like a sociopath who doesn't feel emotion like everybody else but mm -hmm. by the end he's just stupid like he's not just that he's just kind of like dumb he just says dumb things and like doesn't like has kind of is oddly naive 
and like kind of not yeah. pure, but like I get what you mean. Blank. I think I think some of that also pertains to it though, like because it is it does tie into being like a so so uh, sociopath or psychopath or whatever he is, and that like he doesn't understand normal human interactions, mm-hmm. which on the one hand does make him seem like just like a dummy, but you know ultimately does uh, you know reflect a, a deeper like you know misunderstanding of like the human condition <laughs> yeah because he's like what is sarcasm <laughs> which like on the one hand you're like what is this guy just did moron like does he not live in the world but then you're like well he also likes killing people a lot he's also insane so like maybe he yeah. just doesn't understand the intricacies of of human communication <laughs> right yeah because he's just he's just not right <laughs> he does also kind of fill a weird role as like a character right mm-hmm. just in like peacemaker has a lot of growth this season where he's like i don't maybe i don't want to be a murderer and, and like i i do feel remorse and then i'm trying to change but then he's vigilante's just entirely unrepentant right like yeah, he's he's happy to just murder anyone he can find he's he's really again he's just insane so yeah he's got that slim like it's almost like peacemaker's the only reason he doesn't just go on a rampage because mm-hmm. he's got that, like, well, I anyone who breaks the law, I'm allowed to kill because they do bad things. But as we as we see in the show, in the first half, he tells Peacemaker and that uh, lady who's who, has, who he like finds their husband and hooks up with that even like smoking weed, he's like, well, if before this was legal, I would have killed you. But it's like they're not doing anything. They're just just because the law says they're like the cops yeah. can arrest them, you don't get to kill them. Like it's a weird. He's got like a weird like stopping points in his mind. He's you know what he is, Jack. He's like a skybreaker from Stormlight. He's all about the letter of the law. Right, yeah. He's following the law just because it's the law, not because it's moral. Not because it's right, just because it's like, what they agree upon. He, yeah, it clearly has nothing to do with what he actually thinks is, like, right or wrong, as much as just, like, what it says on the paper. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, mm this is against the rules, and thus I have to kill you. <laughs> Based on the zoning districts of Sector 7, you're not allowed to have your lawn this long. I'm gonna execute you now. <laughs> Jesus, this, this this mailbox is not with the homeowners association's regulations and thus i have to brain you here on your front lawn in front of your children bring them out <laughs> like yeah he's he's just kind of crazy and i guess ultimately he's just comic relief but i don't know what he's about honestly yeah he's deeply troubled he didn't really grow go anywhere i feel no i i don't feel i feel like everybody else had their little arcs but uh they kind of left it alone mm-hmm out of bios thing, I think it kind of answered some questions that I had in the first half of the season. Where it's like, why did Amanda Waller send her daughter to do this when she doesn't seem ready? So she just worked in a pet store. Yeah, that her mom animal shelter. Oh, that her mom. I think is it implied that her mom. I that's what I kind of that her mom closed it down on purpose to get her to do this for her. Um. Oh, you need money. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't know your thing closed down. Do this for me, and you'll be fine. I guess it could be. I didn't personally look look that far. I think I saw I mean, some people talking about that, and I was like, oh, maybe I can see that. I mean, I definitely wouldn't put it past you. That would be not even on like the list of. Yeah, that's like a wouldn't even scratch the surface of the of the worst things she's done. So probably, I honestly, <laughs> but yeah, her. You know, she she had some interesting stuff. Obviously, right? Like she comes to realize that her mom is pretty is pretty shit, maybe, and like she actually cares about these people as like friends, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she um, like, she's them. got her growth and everything. We're like. So that's cool. Again, I don't know. It's just so weird. Like, I guess the other shows and stuff have have this kind of stuff too. But it's just like these again, these are such like minor characters in the grand scheme of things. It's like the some of the main characters of the show are like the computer guy and like her, which are just like they're just people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Are they? Do you know Jack? Are are these people reference 
Referencing to like comic characters. I really don't know if Harcourt sounds like she might be because she's got like skills. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Like in the same level that like Jimmy Woo or like Agent Sitwell and stuff are, they are actual like comic characters, even if they're adapted to be slightly different. Okay, so it says here that John Economos is the warden of Bell Reeve Penitentiary in, in the, the comic. comics. Okay, yeah. and what's the woman? What's what's her daughter's name? Her first name. I don't know. Actually, you know what? I'll just look up Peacemaker and look it up from there. But yeah, I don't know. I, 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 that's not actually like a fair criticism, I understand, but still. I guess my, my what I'm trying to get at with all this is like it feels like it's barely a comic show, which again, I'm sure for some people is definitely like what they prefer. It kind of ties in what we said the first half of like the show is very good and it's probably one of the better things in the DC extended universe at this point. Oh, absolutely. Which just, again, really puts, throws it into like this, uh, a very stark contrast that this show, which is in a lot of ways barely a superhero focused show, is kind of just like an action kind of thing. It's dealing with like just some really normal characters and like normal problems and things. Well, not normal problems, but like, you know, the, the interpersonal kind of like character stuff is all pretty grounded. The fact that this is like one of the best things that their their massive, you know, multi-connected superhero universe has to offer really kind of just kind of puts things into some kind of a I mean, really in stark contrast to be like, <laughs> yeah, Marvel's out here doing Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and Moon Knight and doing all this crazy stuff. And they're like, we got Peacemaker. Is that something I could interest you in? And Black Adam, maybe? Like, mm-hmm. and like an alternate, another Batman movie in a different timeline that isn't our timeline. So, like, who even cares? What are you doing? But uh, she is, a, she, I mean, the Harcourt is a character from the comics as well. So, right. so I figured. They're, I feel like they're in that same kind of class, though, right? Like minor comic characters that you mostly just bring over and, and name just, only kind of thing. Yeah, but, just have fun. Yeah, I don't know. What did you think about, like, the way they wrapped up the, the butterflies thing? Well, like, so uh, I guess the, all the revelations we got in the second half of this season. So it starts with, like, we learned that. Or did we get that in the very end of, is it episode four at the end that we, we see that he's a, that Merlin yeah. is a butterfly yeah in episode four is when we find okay. out that butterfly so we get all his stuff and he tells us that like why they're here and what they're about but like he's kind of like opposed to them he's like the only dissenter and then uh we learn that like they have that big cow thing is where they're getting their food from and you know in the last episode there we get the the speech from the queen or whatever she is where she's yeah, trying to yeah where she's trying to be like hey we um we want to stop climate change yeah yeah we're trying to help yeah, we're going to fix climate change or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, it kind of, like, paints them somewhat as, like, the good guys, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, they're not just out for, like, world domination or whatever. What do you what do you think about all that? What do you think about the butterflies ultimately as, like, villains? I think they're, like, kind of... They're kind of freaky when they, like... That scene where they're, like, digging into your mouth and, like, into your brain. That's, like, wild. Yeah, no good. That's... I when mean, she... She rolls up to the police station with like a whole herd of them and oh, and just gets them all, and they just get everybody. Yeah. I will say, actually, I was surprised by like those two cop characters. Just they just get got, and then they're just killed in that way. I was very surprised they got the, the Sophie, and I was like, "Whoa, they're just gonna kill her!" Su- I thought it was kind of disappointing. Like she didn't really. I mean, because obviously her her character just ended when she got to go around the thing, and that was it. And then they just die. They both die. You know, ultimately they both die in the finale. Kind of unceremoniously and i was like oh that's kind of yeah. disappointing yeah my thing about it was like when that scene happens and the jar breaks because it land because adrian lands on it uh-huh. why doesn't why don't they run over and just grab golf out of her mouth because they want it, him he was 
like she try or she was trying i don't know she was that trying was but like difficult yeah but like they could like they were just standing there i don't know why they didn't run over and just grab like peacemaker's john he's a big you just grab it and pull like you can probably get, get it out of her mouth before it's done too much damage yeah yeah and then like probably just let her be because she's probably like traumatizing me up alien bug fly in her face and try to tear her mouth apart and like get in her mm-hmm. brain but yeah. yeah i i don't know i felt kind of like heavy-handed at the end like all of a sudden just like oh yeah we're here to stop climate change and i was like yeah that's the thing that judo master was trying to, to say the truth was like that's what it was. Yeah, I can't disagree. I mean, it's definitely. I, I get. I watched. Don't look up. Like I don't need another show <laughs> telling me this. Thank yeah, you. Like, I, um, yeah. And then he ultimately just doesn't believe them, which I don't think. I don't think they were telling the truth. I think they were just lying to him. I disagree. I I think that it's the way that like they because uh, they had that conversation at the end of the hospital there. I think that's what they were kind of getting at. Yeah, it's it's like, like free will. Yeah, I think he does believe them, but he just thinks that's not the way to go about it. Like, ultimately, it's a much more hopeful, like, in a meta sense, right? Like, mm-hmm. to write this ending the way he did, it's, I mean, as kind of silly as it sounds, it's actually much more hopeful to do it this way, right? To have it be where, like, yeah, I believe that we actually, as, like, a, the species, you know, as humanity, as a species, we can fix this ourselves and we will be able to, like, overcome this then to just be like yeah we just have to submit to these bug overlords who will fix it for us because we can't be trusted otherwise yeah. right and i'll probably eventually just take over everybody's body like ultimately it is hope- more hopeful to think that we can figure it out right yeah maybe it's mis misplaced but yeah what one thing i'll say is that like that cow while being horribly gross way too big why is it so big why they're so small why is it so big how do they, yeah how they get how they, they get bring it, it to like, earth and dig it underground Clearly some kind of, like, symbiotic relationship, right? On their yeah. home planet. That's like a big, weird, like... It's like those little birds that hang out with the hippos or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It must be. <laughs> Something like that, probably, right? But the little fish it, that eat the shark or whatever. Yeah, but it's like even... But even, like... I don't know, that one even less so, because the shark thing is... The shark's eating food on its own, but that thing is producing their nutrients... Yeah, how did they get it there? I don't. How do they get it under? Like, I don't. Well, because they came in. They all seem to have come in their tiny little spaceships, right? Yeah, they flew in the little little smart cars. They're tiny little spaceships. So, like, how did it get there? Did they teleported there underground in a cavern they built. Yeah, what's that about? How they get that barn? Why would they teleport to Earth then? Frankly, if you needed to teleport to a new planet, you may as well just teleport to a planet that you can live on that doesn't have a, other sentient beings that you gotta like contend with yeah i feel like that you're just asking you're just setting yourself up for failure i guess they extincted those whole that whole species though huh they did they he, he killed an entire race of beings they did a xenocide they did a xenocide accidental xenocide yeah he really kind of did an accidental xenocide honestly that's i mean that's unfortunate i would say but for the sometimes most part. it's got to be done to save the planet well what are you gonna do what are you gonna right? do ultimately what are you gonna do so what are you said for season two it's got confirmed for season two so what do you what do we think about that? Yeah, I mean, like we said, like he's done a lot of growth, but I don't think he's totally over the hump. He's not um, out the woods yet, and he's still got yeah his dad or whatever. We could bring everyone, the rest of the crew back. Like I said, I was surprised by how many people end up getting in iced in this show because I I like Sophie as like a character in her thing. Even though it's kind of like you know technically she's posed to the goals of the rest of the characters. Ultimately, she's like you know actually good because she's a cop and these guys are like vigilante murderers outside of the law criminals so like even though i like peacemaker or whatever i was kind of like well she's on the i mean you can't blame her right yeah and she was also like competent which is good mm, nope. and i liked her goofball partner i don't know so i'm kind of surprised i'm kind of disappointed that they're dead i'm not even gonna lie but i guess 
we're going to have to contrive something for him to do that isn't killing humans because he said he doesn't really just want to murder people anymore. Mm -hmm. So you have to contrive some other scenario where he's fighting aliens or monsters or something. He's fighting the beetles. They burrow into your legs and they take over your legs. (laughs) That would be a bit too much probably, Jack. I'd have to say if season two was beetles that took over your legs, I would find that to be a little too little too samey. <laughs> yeah, probably. But I don't know what they could be. But yeah, I I think they could bring everyone else back, right? Harcourt and Economos yeah. and well, I guess maybe not Adabicia or whatever she's called cuz um Adabio. Adabio cuz she doesn't want to, right? Like Yeah, she exposes her mom to the world, but why would her mom let that happen? She's Amanda Waller. She's all about covering up things. How many times can they do that? Because it's kind of what they threatened to do at the end of the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad, right? And then they did this. So it's like, how how many times are we going to do this? Like, is the implication that John Cena, is, Peacemaker's totally out now? Like, he's he's a absolutely totally free man? Or like, do they just take a little off his sentence or what? Like, it's like, it's supposed to be every mission is 10 years, but not all missions are created right. equal. You wouldn't think so. Yeah. He saved the whole world twice now, essentially. They're probably probably set, maybe. He did murder all those people, though. And I think the the yeah. last, the last thing that we- I will say that's pretty grim. Well, uh, about like the whole butterfly is that there was never any kind of like resolution to that. Kind of hoping they would figure a way out, but like, nah. It really just if you got one in you, you gotta die. Yeah, <laughs> straight that's up. Grim. And if you didn't get, sh- if you like kill the body, they'll just crawl out of its mouth and find. Yeah, out they might even just get someone else anyways, which is again pretty pretty grim. Yeah. How about with you? We had a little surprise, little Blanco moment at the end of the show, right? At the very yeah, we end. Did. Because we talked about it, actually, like in this first half, when we talked about the first half a couple, like a month or so ago, they're like, "Why is Peacemaker doing this? Why don't they just call the Justice League?" Yeah, and they did. <laughs> yeah, they literally did. She's like, "Mom, it's like, it's really we're we're in dire straits here. If we don't if we don't fix this, the whole world's gonna die. We there's only like three of us left." So. And they do. They just send in the actual Justice League. Four out of the six Justice League members. Yeah, sounds. Uh, well, really, only two. Sounds Batman and Cyborg. Well, yes. So obviously, I would say Superman and God, uh, Wonder Woman are not actually Henry is, Cavill and Gal there Gadot, is no right? Superman technically. Uh, well, there's no Henry Cavill Superman, and Gal Gadot probably was doing Death and Isle or something at the time. Yeah. So well, probably not. That movie's like a million years old. But. That's fair enough. That's one of those ones that's supposed to come out in like 2020 or something ridiculous. But yeah, they they got but they actually got Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller. Fucking Ezra Miller. <laughs> but that's pretty fun. Yeah. They got to swear, which is good. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's fun. I like that. They made fun of him for having sex with fish because they've like, been doing that. Like, I, I hate season. that rumor. He's like, it's it's true. He's like, God, I hate it's very, very funny that the Flash. I guess he was probably just joking, just to Russell's Jimmy's more so. Right. Surely the Flash doesn't believe it too, right? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> That'd wow. be a weird team dynamic if you actually <laughs> believe that the dude you're on the team with is fornicating with aquatic animals. But Jason Momoa is good. Oh yeah, he's he's fun. Glad to see him. Um, I don't like his movie very much, but that's just me. I like his movie. I disagree. Mm, I think seen it in a while. Yeah, I saw it last year because mm, my friends were watching it. And I was like, "This is just a fun movie. It's just fun." You're kidding, right? I, I, I thought it was, I, honestly mm. when I saw it, I thought I was gonna hate it, and it was just kind of fun. Mm. I just think it's neat. All right, good on you, Jack. Yeah, you sound. Uh, what do you What do you think about season two, Jack? Uh, I, th- I, you know, I'm open for it as long as it's good. Sure, yeah, it's not too much. What do you think about so? They we, we talked about this, I think. Whatever. They've said that uh he's got ideas for other spin offs from some 
the Suicide Squad. I might like to see those. Yeah, it'd be cool if they could bring in the other guys. Um, you know, get a I don't know how many of these he could do because he was very hands on for this, from what I can, what I understand, right? Like he was producing. I, I assume he was like there mostly the whole time, right? Like on yeah, on set. He directed it. He directed five of them. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's most of them. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how how hands on he could be with all these different shows while also doing movies and everything still. But yeah, I I liked it. Like I said, it's a little more toned down from a lot of superhero stuff. Maybe that's okay. Yeah, and I I wouldn't mind getting it in the mix again. I feel like because of that, it like week to week, it was less impactful. There was no big moments. There was no like, when's Cad Bane gonna show up? You know, where's my where's my Mister Fantastic? But uh, again, in in that way, it almost works better on its own as just like a it's just a show that had to be good and interesting by itself. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah. you got any, anything else big to say about this show? Nah, I, I, not really. Pretty good. Performances are good. John Cena is good. He's like an actual good actor. Oh yeah, really, he really like kind of hit the range. He got a good range on it. Yeah, everyone else is is good. James Gunn's wife's good or whatever. I don't know. I don't know most. I feel like I've never seen any of these people in anything else. So. But yeah, I, I besides like other Suicide Squad, that's why the Suicide Squad have never seen him before in my life. Yeah, so good on him. Good on him. All right, Ack Attack, Jack. Ack Attack, episode six, right? That's the uh, yeah. I don't, I don't remember the title of this episode was. I never do. You never do, Jack. Never do. I'll check right now on HBO Max. Let's get there. Too late, Jack. I've got it. My phone's a lot. It's fast. a thousand little trees of blood. Which I thought it's kind of a strange name. I don't know what that's about. I feel like I feel like they do too much with the names for these episodes. I'm not even gonna lie to you, Jack. Yeah, that seems very dramatic. I won't lie. It's got to be a reference to some bullshit, right? What do we? What do we? Didn't we look up the last one and it was some reference to something? Yeah, it was a book. Some poem. It or was like a bullshit. book, right? Yeah. I think it was a book. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I, yeah, I feel like what's his name? He's just trying to flex on us with these. It's Sam. Sam Levinson. Sam Levinson. Yeah. I feel like he's just trying to. Oh, it's it is a poem. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. What's is it like a general synopsis of what it's about that might relate to the episode? So, A Thousand Little Trees of Blood is based on a line from Federico Garcia Lorca's poem, The Martyrdom. Let me bring this up real quick. I've got it here, but not not enough there to... Parts. It's kind of a lot. And then we'll ignore it. We won't we'll take up too much. Money. I'm not a poet. I'm not a poet, Jack. No, I wouldn't even know it. It says... Oh, okay, so it says naked... Oh, goodness. Ugh. A woman is like... She's been like killed. That's why it's The Martyrdom. It says a thousand little trees of blood cover all her back and oppose their moist trunks to the scalpel of the fire. It doesn't rhyme. Yellow centurions, gray fleshed and sleepless in their harness, reach the sky, clashing the silver of their armor. I don't know what the fuck this is. None of that rhymed. Jack. <laughs> Famously, a lot of poem doesn't, unfortunately. What's the point then? I thought it was like a hip hop song where it all rhymes. All right. Well, you can edit most of that out there. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, that was- but it's some pulse poem that probably has some fucking significance to people smarter than we are. Yeah, much smarter than us. Um, you know, yeah, once again, pretty solid episode. I would pretty, say pretty good show. We got a from. we got a good uh, change of pace with like got a like um, touching everybody. Everybody got a little thing going on. And- yeah, yeah. Back to the more classic format, I think, giving everyone a little bit things to do, jumping around from t- place to place and time to time. You know, it's not it's not another one of those ones that just like takes place all within a night or whatever the heck. So let's do let's start with Rue about right. So she's trying to open the candy and she's just struggling with her like withdrawal. Yeah. So uh, they're dealing with the fallout of her her like her. Uh, what do we call it? her burning bridges tour? Yeah, her warpath, <laughs> her absolute uh, crazy bender there. And yeah, she's struggling and she's trying to open the jaw rancher for 
metaphors mostly. Yeah. And then she calls Ali and apologizes to him, and he forgives her, which is cool. Yeah, I like this. Because Ellie knows what's it's, up. He knows better than anybody. Clearly a very important moment to her character-wise, because she's like clearly scared that people won't forgive her, and maybe that she doesn't deserve to be forgiven. So when he does... It's it's like a bit of a weight off for her. Mm. We talked about. I mean, again, we're not experts on like addiction at all, but it's like it's, you know, it's clearly a tough thing because on the one hand, it's like you don't want to be too mad at them because it's not it's beyond their control. But then ultimately, it's like you're only human, and you know, if you're being hurt, you're also gonna you can only you take know. so much. Exactly, exactly. But Ali, obviously, if anyone's gonna be understanding and like you know, it's gonna be him, right? He he was an addict for many years, so. He obviously knows what's up, and he's capable to give her that, which is cool. And I think it's a bit of a watershed moment for her. Because it's it's probably the type of thing of, like, she realizes that she can be forgiven, mm-hmm. right? Because we've talked about this before. Like, I feel like some of these characters fall into this pattern of, like, well, it's kind of, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound kind of thing, right? Yeah. They, they kind of can get, like, a sunk cost mentality with this stuff of, like, well, I'm already too far gone. What's the point of yeah. even trying? Why even pull out now? But I feel like that moment of, like, you know what? I forgive you. You can be forgiven shows that like there's a reason to try kind of thing which is cool i like his little quote i love a good i love a good use of a proper thematic application of a bible quote huh or i guess it's a quran quote but whatever right yeah yeah uh, nothing i was gonna say um yeah i really liked the scene where, where should we come to the scene where he comes over or just a sure yeah it's just a time all together because I, I couldn't remember uh-huh. if those scenes are broken up as much or not because i'm just kind of grouping them by person oh uh, yeah he comes over for dinner and then uh, he like you know makes a bunch of jokes about Rue having diarrhea and being gross to get her and her mom out of the room, <laughs> and has like a uh, interaction with Gia and is like it's kind of fucked what happened, man. I how you feeling about that? And kind of yeah. I liked it because it he kind of validates her feelings because she's trying to be like like oh I know all this and this and now he's like yeah but you can feel that way like you're not wrong with yeah. the way you feel that's that's perfectly normal you don't have to like not like kind of sense yourself or reel yourself back in to sound more amicable. Which I think is is good. Yeah, and like he's got that moment where he's like, because she's like, I don't know, I don't know if I like believe that you're actually gonna get clean, right? And then her mom's like, Oh, stop, you know. She and he's like, No, nah, she, she, you know, she deserves to have those feelings too, right? Like, yeah. obviously, this is a thing they've gone through before, and um, they bring up that thing before, right? That Rue said last week, where she was like, There's like a five percent chance of actually breaking the habit or whatever, right? Yeah. And she's like, Where's the hope in that? And you know, it's kind of fair to like have your doubts again because she's literally relapsed before right yes yeah, it's, it's like the same old song and dance like again and again how much yeah how much energy can you devote for it before you have to kind of disconnect for your own like sanity sanity and that's what you've been saying like he's he clearly i think because ali has had you know daughters of his own young daughters like he it probably resonates having you know her being the little sister and everything right like their first conversation ever was him being like man you got a little sister i bet that's tough on her <laughs> Mm-hmm. I bet the all the fuck things you've done have really uh, had unknowable consequences to you or herself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was cool. To, and they talk about it in the after the episode. Gia's actor said like, yeah, he, I think she felt very like seen and and heard in that moment. And you know, the obviously one of the sort of like indirect unfortunate consequences of Rue's addiction is that her mom, their mom, isn't able to give Gia as much attention as she obviously deserves, right? Because mm-hmm. so much of it has to get focused to. Yeah trying to help Rue. Like, because like and, we said uh, last episode, G is dead. That's was G is dead too who died. Like, exactly. It's not fair to her that like she has to go through all this. Like Rue is 
you know, physically under all this stress. Like she's been going through a lot, but just by on the sidelines watching it being helpless, like, I don't know, it takes your toll on someone like that, especially when you're in high, only in high school, like she is. Mm-hmm. When he, and Elise says that even right at the end there, mm-hmm. um, as he's leaving, is it right? He's like, yeah, you know, obviously keep an eye on Rue and like help her out and, and try to make sure But he's like, give the little one some love. Like she's been waiting for it. Right. Like you've been so clearly, she's been so focused on Rue for so long that like she hasn't been, yeah, like helping, paying enough attention to her other daughter. Who right, be, yeah. You know, who is equally valid important her, her desire for such affections from her own mother. Exactly. So, it's good stuff. But then that storyline ends on a, a bad note this episode. Pretty bleak. She yeah. can't get back into rehab. Right? Is that, that's what it is. Yeah. They, they won't, I mean, it's, I guess it's unclear specifically who she's talking to in that scene, but it seems to be like, in, I don't know, insurance or someone for whatever reason they don't want they're not going to let her go to rehab right yeah they don't feel that she like i don't know it meets the the criteria criteria i i, I don't know what the logic would be yeah i'm I, not experts on this kind of thing but. i wasn't i wasn't clear on like what what they're judging and i thought she was talking to i guess insurance makes more sense because i was like it's like if she, i thought she was calling the hospital and i was like would the hospital yeah, whoever really like turn her away like that but I, I don't know like i don't know the i don't know how that stuff works like what are the parameters yeah exactly i mean i some people on reddit were like i think she was talking to the cops and they're gonna arrest her and i'm like i don't, I don't think that's what was happening no no in that scenario but yeah it's tough i don't know where i don't know where it's gonna go it's not ideal for sure and like obviously they have the other i mean as as dire as that is they have like the more almost direct looming threat in that storyline too of uh, she owes a lot of money to some scary people. <laughs> oh, yeah, some dangerous so, people. Like, that also has to come to a be head. resolved at some point. Which is, I don't know, man. Things are gonna things are gonna come to a head these past couple these last couple episodes. I think with a handful of these storylines, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's in a tough spot. Unfortunately, I don't know where it's gonna go. I mean, it's only what like two more episodes left. Because so. like, I, oh yeah, because I don't I don't know what the, like she seems to be in a pretty good spot and like she's wanting to try, but at the same time. You know, what are they going to do? Like, she's got to go to school and, like, her mom's also working stuff. Like, you can't have somebody be with her for the whole time of the necessary, like, period you need, right? Mm-hmm. To fully detox her and everything. It's it's a rough spot to be in if they can't actually get her to rehab. And again, there's that looming threat of, like, she owes, like, $10,000 to scary drug dealers. Who will traffic her without remorse. Yeah. And then we didn't get anything out of Jules and oh, Elliot this episode. Right? specific <laughs> point of it. Well, that's, well, we got, not Jules and I together as a group we did get some jewels yeah just a t- oh yeah yeah just a tiny it's bit tiny bit right you're right of course. But they, um, that's kind of nate's storyline though more connected i thought that was i did think that was funny people have uh, said forever that like i think i think that actually to, to be honest they overblow it a little that this idea that rue is an unreliable narrator i don't think she really is in the traditional sense right yeah honestly i would argue that everything we've ever seen of like the rue narration of the different scenes and the different characters she is like mostly omniscient it seems like oh, yeah. right? she knows she things that narration. she would have no business knowing or like people would yeah. know or things that like have yet to be revealed to other characters exactly it's yeah like she knows the, the other characters like inner thoughts and things right like so, I mean, it's obviously unclear as of right now how that works within the story or if it ever really will be explained beyond that. But I don't think I don't think she is like unreliable in that we should question the things that she tells us. But obviously, that is like an example. That was an example of, you know, quote unquote, unreliable narration, right? Where she's like, you know what? I don't want to talk about them. Yeah, <laughs> Moving on. They're annoying and dumb. 
I did think that was kind of fun. Yeah. And interesting little like um, device, especially if he if he didn't have anything he really wanted to do with them this episode, anyways. You may as well throw that in just for the fun of it, just right? So, just so people aren't like, why didn't we kind of tongue in cheek in it? Like, why didn't we get any of them today? Oh, it's that yeah, one exactly. If, if if nothing else, it was it was like hanging a lampshade on it, right? Right. Yeah. In a in a rough spot for our girl Brew, but see where that She's, goes. Um, as we say, going through it. She really is going through it. For sure. Want to do the Nate? Sure. Cassie, Maddie, Cole situation. Last episode, we mentioned the fact that it's weird. Nate hasn't done anything, or maybe two episodes ago, Nate hasn't really done anything crazy yet. He's, he's, yep. It's like he's calmed down. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, good guy. Uh, he went, at, I mean, this is maybe the, the most, well, it's, it's honestly hard to say, isn't it? What's more unhinged? But this was pretty full on. So, I mean, so what's the lead up here? So, so well, the lead up with that Maddie, one is best with Maddie, I think. Yeah, so like Maddie is babysitting again, and she's having a whole convo with the lady she babysits for about her crazy boyfriend and all that, and how her friend cheated on, or her boyfriend cheated on her with her friend or whatever and all that. I still think that's gonna, that has to come up. They, they, I feel like they've, they've lingered on it like two or three different times now, this whole like, are they gonna get mad at her for trying on the clothes or whatever, right? Yeah. That's gotta come to something right because they it's the second time it's happened it's 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 a bit of Chekhov's stolen jewelry i would say <laughs> Chekhov's wearing someone else's clothes in their own home indeed it's a bit of Chekhov's wearing someone else's clothes in their own home the famous literary <laughs> device uh, so it's got to come up at some point yes. but i'm doing that and then like obviously the other side of that is we have cassie absolutely losing her mind oh my, like oh my Lord. most Oh my goodness! Most unhinged we've seen her yet. Like you, I wouldn't have thought you could you could do much further. Just but... when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. Dude, it's cr- it's crazy this episode, right? My mom has to hide all the knives in the bushes, and it even Lexi, Lexi's like, "Do you really gotta hide the knives?" It turns out, yes, very much the correct choice. Yeah, very much. I, I don't. I just don't even know what to say about her character anymore. Again. After the last couple weeks, and they said it, they actually said it again this week. Zendaya said it on the after the episode thing. Like the whole point of this show is supposed to be empathy. So I'm trying to extend a little empathy to Cassie's character, but it's it's tough, man. Like she's just ridiculous. I don't know what I'm supposed to think. I don't. Again, we've been saying this all season, but like the core issue with her thing is that we don't want her to succeed at her goals. So like that makes it very hard to root for. And then she's just she just acts crazy. Yeah. Like actually. Like I don't know. Maybe that's not fair to say, but it's I feel like it's kinda true. And like she just she just is pretty hysterical most most of the time. Like I mean we've we've been saying it every episode, but she just she cries so much. Like it's like her only character trait at this point. Just crying and being obsessed with Nate in this season. And they really take her to task. Yeah, her mom and her sister are like going in on her. And I think very fair and, like, accurate criticisms of her, right? Like, I don't think they're going over the top. I don't think they're really being, like, cruel. But I really think they're laying it out in a pretty fair way of, like, listen, you did do it. Like, you did it. You willingly chose to do that. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, yeah, but they, like, weren't dating. And it's like, that's not how that works, though. You live in the real world. Surely you know, right? Yeah. Everyone else can recognize that that was still a bad thing to do, that you're if your only argument is they weren't dating at the time, that's not good enough. That's not really a good Clearly, argument. you knew what you were doing was wrong, which is why you hit it, right? Like, mm-hmm. right? Like, come on. Like, even Nate said it, right? Last, uh, yeah, last episode? Episode before? Episode before. I think I episode guess, before. Right? When he was like, she was like, you guys weren't dating. And he's like, that's a, that's a comfort to nobody but you. Yeah, like, exactly. Because, like, it's not like when you stop dating someone, your, like, ties to them disappear and you forget ever meeting them. Yeah. It's still, like, 
it's still like a like even if you don't like them and you're not there's not like feelings linger that you have to like move on from if you show up with someone else's past significant other especially so recent it's like well what are you doing yeah. it's just like selfish and not as i've said before just pick anyone else any any person just date someone they that isn't your best point. friend's ex-boyfriend yeah anybody uh, well that's still her friend's just, ex-boyfriend actually so that probably. well that actually yeah so someone else who wasn't the him either so he says yeah that's also her sister's kind of boyfriend interesting uh, mm-hmm. well just pick one of the people who isn't a character on the show yeah one of the countless individuals like david, david back in here may as well <laughs> daniel you mean daniel what I, yeah not david my bad yeah daniel use daniel may as well might as well he's a prick but like he's better than he's anybody else <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah it's just tough and like i said they they really bring a task i think the most powerful best thing is it I don't even can't remember. Either her mom or Lexi says to her, like, gosh, I can't remember. But someone basically says something to the effect of, like, it, it feels like you're more concerned that people are being mean to you than, like, what you've actually done, right? You're more worried. She's she's more hung up on, like, these specifics of, like, well, I didn't do it. And it's like, no, no, no. Here's the thing. The people around you are, were, are upset by what you've done. You can't just argue the specific, like, well, I didn't. He, they weren't actually dating, so it doesn't count. It's like, no, no, no. They still are upset, right? Like, Maddie is still upset by it. And again, clearly you knew she knew that they would be upset by it, which is why she hid it, right? Right, she didn't tell anybody. So, like, this argument of semantics here is not yeah. is not effective, and it's, right? Like, and it really, I, it's really painting Cassie in a pretty bad light. And especially when Lexi flips her own logic back on her, when she's like, did you write out Fezco? When did you? When does this thing with Nate start? Before afternoon, she goes, I don't know the date. And she goes, well, that's weird, because you're really into timelines right now. Like, you're very, like, well, it was actually the exact mm-hmm. 20 days for the decay of a relationship and that's the perfect amount he's very specific when it comes to things that benefit her argument and make her seem like a good person but when the script is flipped and she's on trial it's like well i don't i don't know it could have been any day i don't remember like come on cassie what what, what are we doing here and then at the end she just goes with Nate. <laughs> like what? Oh my god! <laughs> like, didn't I really didn't expect that to just be the resolution? I was, I was like, come on, are we really doing this all the way through the season? So we're, are we going to end yeah, season crazy. with this? We probably will. Clearly, she wants nothing short of like total control of him, or like I was going to say, like validation, right? Yeah. Like she wants nothing less than 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 everyone just telling her like she is right and did nothing wrong. And I don't think that's a fair thing to expect out of everyone. Right mm-hmm. again, I don't know. I, I and to be honest, I can like I feel like I can kind of empathize with this because I feel like I'm the type of person who would get hung up on like the well, I specifically did this, like you know, technically I did this, so there's really nothing to be upset about. But again, you gotta realize that somebody that's not how like the real world works. Yeah, that's how interpersonal relationships really shake out these right? days. As much as a neurotic weirdo like me might wish otherwise, <laughs> you can't just be like, well, technically, like no. Ultimately, interpersonal relationships are all about like what the other people feel. You can't just be like, well, I intended this. Intentions only go so far. Yeah. And again, the road to hell is paved in good intentions. Exactly. With this, Cassie knew she's really just being dishonest because again, she did know that what she was doing was bad, which is why she was so secretive about it. Right. And again, she clearly just wants everyone to tell her that she didn't do anything wrong. And that's why she go with Nate. Cause he's like, yeah, I still like you, baby. And so she just abandons her family and is like, I'm going to go live with my boy, my high school boyfriend. That's a normal thing to do. Right. Just a very normal, well-adjusted thing to do. It's no good. She really has not been a good friend. She's not doing anything. Like it's tough, man. It's really tough. And again, she's just lying to everybody like in that conversation. Right. She yeah she did just flat out lie to Lexi because she she obviously knows she totally knows right yeah there's no way she forgot that it was New Year's and I like the one where um the this is maybe the best line is 
Lexi hits her with the like, why are you supposedly in love with this guy who made fun of you he was, like your whole life? Who was mean to you? She's like, what are you talking about? What What do you mean she was mean to me? Nah, she just like, she didn't say anything. She just is like dumbstruck. Like it seems like she's totally, she's actually like speechless for the first time. <laughs> she's not, she doesn't have some witty argument of like, well, but technically he was like, no, no, no. She's just like, oh shit. Clearly doesn't work well enough because yeah, she does end up in the end. But like, yeah, that's what we've been saying all along, right? Did that, didn't, I guess it, it came up right before as well. Or maybe, maybe I'm just thinking of this, but like, yeah, this whole idea of like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know. But it's like, no, you did know him. You have known him forever. I, I yeah, I think it's with the uh, bathroom scene when she's talking, we talked about it when she's like, I know you guys are toxic, so I know the best thing for both of you. And I remember I brought up that she's kind of playing both sides and trying to come out on top yeah. like Mac, where she's like, yeah. well, I know these people so well, so I know what's best for them. But also, I've never met them, and I know, I know there will yeah. be no problems. So it's like, Maddie, Cat- Cassie, oh my god, it's just yeah. can't. You're, no, you're right. Because on the one hand, she's, oh yeah, like I know you guys so, yeah, but it's like she's also pretending like she doesn't re- know that their relationship works in these continuous cycles right Mm -hmm. i feel like if you asked anyone again we we always talk about that line that i think is so funny from cat in the season one finale when she's like i feel like they're gonna get married and divorce like three times to ultimately still have like a weirdly happy life (laughs) and they're all like yeah clearly everyone who knows them knows that they do this where they're like we're to back together we're breaking up we're it's like the freaking it's like the taylor swift song jack Mm -hmm. Clearly, everyone knows this about them. So to be like, well, you guys, we're on a... It's like the, it's like the friends, friends thing. We're right? on a break! We're on a break! That's what it is. Yes, Cassie. They were, at, at that moment, in the middle of one of their 23 different breakups, yeah. just like they always are. Like, how many times did they break up and make up in the first season alone? Like, three? Several. And Matt <laughs> Nate assaulted her in the middle of that. And she still was like, that's really fine, though. I love them. And they're good. Love them. Big fan. Big fan. Best so, guy around. Yeah. Again, her argument's clearly, I, I, again, I, and I guess this is her character, is that she's all about how other people perceive her, but it's very annoying to watch, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Very much she fun. just wants to be right. She just wants everyone to agree with her and tell her she's cool, which, again, is, like, unfortunate and sad for her. I hope that's a thing she's able to actually resolve in some way, but as of right now, it's mostly just very annoying for me to watch on TV week after week. Like, I don't, I just don't know where to go with her. Yeah, me neither. I just, and yeah, I'm, I have a... Because like, I feel like all these episodes, I don't want to jump too far, but because I was going to say this thing, but because we bring up her character and how it's not really going anywhere, I feel like we only have episode eight left to do other characters. Because episode seven from, I won't get too much, but from what the next episode previews, just seems like the entirety of everyone except Fezco is at Lexi's plate watching it. So I feel yeah, like they're not going to make like, any growth until the next episode in the fallout of that. So until it feels eight, like that say. will be uh, a significant. It, the, I saw it when I looked it up earlier. The title for next week's episode is it, the theater and it's double. Oh, yeah. So oh. it's like the theater and like the real world, obviously reflection of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, the, um, yeah, just from the previews, we see like the fallout of that. They're like, wait a minute. They, they, they did the thing we've been saying all season, which is they quickly realize like, this is us. Yeah, they did. And Maddie says, so clearly she didn't make the Maddie's the best character in all nice. <laughs> it's very funny, too, because she has that moment in this episode where it was like, Lexi was thinking maybe her play wasn't the best idea. <laughs> I guess she doesn't 
she doesn't follow through on that though because i mean probably pro- maybe she can't pull out maybe like no we gotta put this on like i'm very excited I, we shouldn't get too much into that because yeah. you know we'll just talk about it next but it looks very right it looks pretty fun but since we're on lexi let's just do lexi because there's not very long lexi fez yeah okay so, lexi and so, fez. so they're doing stand by me i guess and they watched it and they're holding yeah. hands and everybody on the internet was like oh my god sweet fezco the drug dealer loves lexi yeah they really got to double down on that yeah i was like oh they've been whining and crying because they haven't done anything in that plot line the past couple weeks and then they did it and everyone's doing their fan art again <sighs> I, I don't he's a thing i don't want to he's not making it to that play he's dead nah he's dead he's either dead or in jail oh yeah he's so let's talk about that so we learned that like maybe it wasn't as much criminal repercussions as we were thinking of like some other gang members are going to come get him or whatever but it turns out that stuff from a couple weeks back where fez was talking to that whatever his drug dealer friend guy is was actually like the police yeah. who are looking into his murder which is interesting i mean it's clearly it's clearly like the tv show it's it's tv police isn't it mm-hmm. i feel i always feel we just had a conversation about this before the show but like i feel like in real life the police are not that helpful no not at all they should <laughs> but always whenever it's inconvenient for a character on a show the police are really they're like on the ball they're fucking like batman a team they're of, like Batman. their team of like the forensic they're like they're like aragorn they can like sense where he's been by the the bend of a grass <laughs> like he's been here they got they got a bunch of Sherlock Holmes back at the station <laughs> yeah, with here. their fucking uh, pipes, like Watson. <laughs> bring it down on Fezco. Yeah, it makes me wonder what they did with his body. I wonder if we'll get a, if we'll learn that because I did want to Breaking Bad at it and just put an acid. Yeah, it felt like it felt like they're the types of types to do something like that, like know what they're doing. But yeah, so it seems like again, I guess we're reading a little too much. But from the previews for the next episode, he will not be at that show probably because he's either dead or in prison. Yeah. Or running from the cops, or whatever. He's going to be in some kind of situation, though, if I had to bet. I would say so. And then they probably won't end up together as a result, which... Probably for the best. Again? Don't... Yep. Kind of agree. Um, also, uh, I think Astray didn't wash his hands after he used the bathroom. Gross. Touching his computer? Astray. Wash your hands, buddy. Mm-hmm. What are you? You live in a um, barn? Astray. Do you think that Faye is going to... Uh, I've seen this floating around that, like, she's going to betray them i think she will to the cops or whatever i think i feel like the the vibe i was getting was almost that she's like more fond of fezco at this point than she is of her actual boyfriend mm. <laughs> and maybe it'll go that direction but i don't know right yeah i, I could definitely see it going either way she's just so like airheaded for in all of her scenes it's hard to really know what she's actually about <laughs> yeah <laughs> really she's kind of like what are you doing here oh my God. what's going on it's like, baby i gotta i gotta tell you i guess well we didn't actually resolve the matt or the nate thing no we didn't so that that scene, real crazy. Oh right? my lord! With that, well, I guess okay. We should do him and his mom. Let's not jump down. Let's let, let's do let's do things in the order that they appear. Yeah. So so his Nate mom his becomes mom. the most based character. They're dealing with the, the fallout of his dad walking off and pissing on the floor. Right. They didn't clean it up. Gross. No, nobody nobody's cleaned it up yet that we've seen. Very gross. <laughs> yeah, come on. It's, but yeah, they have a conversation where she's just like, "Yeah, I always knew you were brewing." <laughs> I always knew that you were such a happy little boy and you'd tell me how much you love me and your father. And then one day you just got dark. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's dad. He goes, whatever. He's like, he's like, I don't care, man. I'm just telling you what I'm thinking your life. You're broken. <laughs> he's, so, he's like, you're just so angry. And he's like, I'm not fucking angry. Who's angry? I'm, I'm not angry. Are you angry? I'm about to get angry. So he's so unhinged because he's just like, I didn't want you to get angry at me. He's like, Why? Why would I get angry? We become an angry guy. <laughs> An angry guy would be like this to his own mother. Why would you think something like that? Yeah, he's he's not well, and she she do it all along. And clear that, you know, obviously we as the audience know that 
corresponds with when he started finding his dad's porn tapes. Mm. But yeah, it just ruined him. He's just broken inside. He's got darker. Which is unfortunate, but he, he could have been such a is. good little boy and not a And she's like psycho. She's like, I always knew you were uh she's like I I, I knew you choked that girlfriend of yours. I mean we all know. He's like, well, what are you talking about? They dropped the charges. She's like, yeah, but come on. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Don't lie to me. Right? Lie to everybody else. Don't come lie on. to me. I mean, come on, right? <laughs> we all know what happened there. Yeah. Let's all be adults like, here. We're all adults. We we, we know. Yeah. We know. So that's that was definitely a base moment as well. Being like, yeah, well, damn. Yeah, I mean, we did all know, right? Yeah. It kind of it's kind of ties back to where she was at last or a couple weeks ago when, or I guess it was earlier in the season when they were like, yeah, wonder wonder why they did that. Why wonder why they beat up our son? And she's like, yeah, who who could possibly guess? It's hard to believe that it was unprompted. <laughs> I bet I bet there was a provocation probably and his dad was like, What are you talking about? What do you mean? She's like, Ah, never never mind. Never mind, just watch TV. <laughs> Clearly she's she's the a realist enough to be like, Yeah, no, he's he's not well and we messed up somewhere, but too late now. Too late now. So that was a good combo. And then he he clearly takes all that to heart and decides to go be the most unhinged man you've ever seen. Oh yeah, that scene when Maddie comes home and he's sitting in the mirror. I was I, I was watching it. I was like, I don't know where to look. I don't want to watch Maddie change, but I don't want to watch Nate just sit there with a gun in his hand. Sit <laughs> there, point a gun at her. I was like, that's it was so awkward too. I was like, that doesn't even make sense as the way you would do that. It feels like it, it felt like he was almost sitting there being like, well, gosh, I, well, I gotta commit to this now. It feels weird to just. Sit. She didn't notice me, but I okay. Uh, uh, I was weird. I feel like he didn't I mean it's hard to say but I I feel like leading with the gun was excessive yeah it really escalates the situation when you lead with a firearm you start the situation at really at like DEFCON 1 right nowhere to go you walk when she walks in and the gun's already pointed at her you know, you could, because then you've you've shown all your cards, haven't yeah. you, Jack? You've just, you've, you've revealed your hands. What, you got another gun in your pocket? No way. <laughs> Nobody carries two guns like that. Um, but yeah, so he, uh, he, he threatens her with the gun and then himself to get the TD because he needs oh, it. That was, um, that was brutally uncomfortable. It was horrible. It was a horrible um, scene to watch. I'm glad that we got an explanation as to why he cares because that was the thing I was quite, I was wondering about, if you remember. And I feel like they gave a pretty good explanation. It's because he wants his dad's business. Right, yeah. And he's worried if, because I was like, at this point, he doesn't like his dad. Why is he so worried about it, one way or the other? But that's a pretty good reasoning. So, like, it's important to him because he wants money and power and influence. So, he's like, well, I need my dad's business. So, you're going to give it to me. I'm going to threaten you with his gun. And then he rushes and roulettes himself. Pretty crazy. Pretty pretty full on, man. I've seen, I saw people theorizing, like, maybe there was not a real bullet in there. He didn't know. I think you can see the bullet. I think there. Um, I think he only drops five. Yeah, I think he does it on purpose. But I think he. I feel like he also knew. I don't know. Fa- here's the thing. Famously, Russian roulette. If you if you are looking at the gun, you can just see. Yeah. Like so, he could have seen. Like I said, I feel like you can see it in the show. Like his last. I think it was like one or two off, maybe from from about to hit him. But it never. If he saw it, I mean, maybe I'm giving. Too, maybe I'm reading too much into it. But it could have all just been a show or. Maybe he was just crazy enough to maybe just blow his brains out all over, <laughs> right in front of her, just to traumatize her to never tell anyone. Maybe it was just like one of the, one of the, one way or the other. One or the other, I'm getting what I want. <laughs> either either way, at this point, is satisfactory to me. Either I blow my brains out here in this bedroom, or I get the CD. At this point, couldn't even care. Yeah, it's not even a problem to me. And then he tries to like, baby, it was just a prank. <laughs> at the end, like, like, oh well, just a prank, bro. What? <laughs> Stop crying, Maddie. Right? It was just a prank, bro. I mean, that's. That's insane. That's unhinged. I can't even believe it. I, I mean, good, good God, right? Ugh. Being like, 
what are you talking? Hey, come on. I was just joking. He literally told her he was joking. Like, what? Joking about was, which part? Which part? The you're gonna kill yourself or like you're gonna kill her? What? What's the joke? I don't. I don't even know. Don't even know, Jack. Don't even know what this show. Especially because the whole time she was like, I love you, Nate. I still love you. Clearly, Jack. Let me let me just say it. Okay. I'm just gonna say it. You you're ready? just gonna say it. If this if this show has told us anything, it's that nice guys always finish last. Because in the same episode that our beautiful boy Ethan gets got broken up gets with, gaslit into infinity. <laughs> We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But in the same episode, two 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 different women are, are absolutely throwing themselves at a psycho <laughs> at absolute psychopath Nate Jacobs. Yeah. And if and if that that doesn't tell you what you need to know, Jack, I don't know what is. What, I don't know what could. One thing I want to mention about the Maddie's probably the last thing I have to say because we've covered a lot of it, is that I hope that the sticker behind that says smile you're on camera is gonna is there for a reason. Because when I saw it, I went, okay. I well, first thought was like, oh, her room is. She's recording in her room. There's a camera somewhere that's gonna record him being insane, and maybe that'll mm. play a role. But then I was thinking, I'm like, it's kind of just in a random spot. They're always showing it, obviously, because of like where they're standing in the room. And I was like, I don't know where a camera would be because there's not another cut to like an object that would have a camera in it. So I was like, I hope it's not just like a random thing they put behind her because like mm. I was I was thinking that like if they record it and she releases it. He, he, like, just gets ruined and goes to prison and, like, gets arrested yeah. and, like, his life is ruined. He showed earlier, right, that the house she babysits at has some kind of camera situation, right? Yeah. I wonder if that's... Yeah, maybe those are, like, related. That makes sense. Actually, like, if she if she had any wits about her, it wouldn't be the... It would make sense to do, right? Mm -hmm. She knew she had a crazy boyfriend like that. She might, you know, might invest in it. It would make sense. So definitely, I'd be like, wow, good on you, Maddie. That was... That was well thought out if she did but yeah maybe you're right maybe maybe nate will finally get com comeuppance because at this point he's riding pretty high as of the end of this episode yeah like he's kind of unstoppable so okay let's let's finish him up there where he then takes the cd to rue or not rue sorry jules i always i always do that or the disc whatever and i feel like that scene pretty much confirms what i think i said this right we talked about this after his like knockout episode and everything mm. that clearly he's still in love with jules and I guess it seems like that was more genuine than we were led to believe in season one. Yeah. And he's clearly trying to get back in, like, her good graces, which is also unfortunate. Yeah. As we don't, obviously, we don't want her to get ensnared as well. Into his insanity. Because. And, yeah, I don't, I don't know, that's a, that's a, that's a rough scene. It's, it's very strange, because I feel like it's one of the, I mean, it's hard to know with him, right? I guess you really can never know when he's being real and not. Yeah. But. It does kind of feel like he was being more genuine in that scene than we like ever see him being normally. Mm -hmm. Like maybe he it. actually meant it. It almost seemed like he was actually a little like nervous for once. Yeah, he was unsure. Maybe, he, was, he was like, "Oh well, uh, I don't know, whatever." Oh gosh, yeah. So that was. Uh, hopefully, that doesn't go anywhere. I hope. I hope, I hope not. to God. I hope that Jules is like, oh. Maybe he's not so bad. Maybe, maybe he's the guy for me. Because they both have that moment where like, you know, everything I told you was true. I, did, I, I mentioned all. I did love you. And then, it all. Like, no, no, no. No, no. Mm -mm. No, Jules. Hey, stop that. Don't do that, Come Jules. On. Please. Save yourself. What if we didn't? What if we didn't? Let's not say, let's not even say we did. Let's just not do it. Let's take no accountability. And then, yeah, he just calls up, calls up Cassie and is like, hey, come stay at my house. And she's like, yes. Okay. <laughs> And then she and that's where the mom wants her leave, which is kind of sad. And she literally says out loud, "I ruined my whole life for you." It's like, uh, yeah, honestly, honestly, yeah, that damn near. That's on like, you. 
Don't even know what to say yeah. there at this point. You're right, I guess. Especially because, I don't know. I mean, I guess she's trying to be like, make him feel sorry for her, maybe, but it almost feels like she's just bragging or something. Yeah, she's just trying to flex or something. I don't. Just trying to flex, like, weird flex, but okay. Weird flex, but okay. I guess you're like, I don't even know. What are you flexing? What's I don't even flex? know. What do, you, what do you even say to that? <laughs> be like, uh, good, good job, Cassie. Again, doesn't make me want to feel super sympathetic for her. Not at all. Like, all right, good for you. Good for cool. you, Cassie, I guess. It's tough, man. Very tough. Again, I don't, I can't, I just can't sympathize with her anymore. She's not a good person at, at this point. No, she's really. Before, she was just kind of being like, whatever. It's like, ah, she's not being, she's not thinking very right. And she's not being a good friend. But like, at this point, she's just being mean to everybody again. Because she's just, she wants to be the good guy and doesn't like that anyone is holding her accountable. Basically. For any action. It's like, well, Cassie, come on, man. What are you doing? What are you doing, fella? So finally, we have the fall of our king, Ethan. It's just, it was, it really makes you hate Cat, honestly. Oh, it was, it was a terrible showing by Cat. Yeah, what the fuck was that, Cat? She's talking to Maddie on the phone, and Ethan's just sitting there. Also, that restaurant, they're like, we don't like phones. It's like, what are you talking about? What do you mean, no phones? That's fair. That was weird. I was like, I, was, I don't know what that was. I was like, is, it, is it an improv line you kept in Sam Levin? Like what? We prefer that people not be on their phones in our restaurant. Just like generally, what are you, what are you talking you about? Stop? What years? Come on. What do you? Yeah, mean? right. You're gonna turn me away. Yeah. That was crazy though. Like just, just to, just to start off that that scene with, right? Because obviously their the dialogue there suggests that she asked him to come, and again she just she made it out like it was a big emergency or whatever. And he comes comes running, right? And then. When he arrives, she's on the phone, and he doesn't. E- she doesn't even stop to like, you know, greet, say hi, yeah, greet him, greet him, or like, you know, yeah, do, do whatever, do their customary kiss or whatever. She literally just keeps talking to Maddie so that he has to like five minutes later be like, oh, hi, by the way, I'm I'm, I'm here. Yeah, it's how I always greet you. <laughs> if that doesn't tell you all you need to know about the rest, yeah, the, I don't know. The rest what, of the I don't know what will. scene will. And then she's got yeah, a brain she, disease. She breaks up with him in basically the the worst way you've ever seen. Yeah. Like watching a car accident, it really was, and, and and he calls her out for it. Luckily, he's not a, he's not a he's a sharp he's boy. No rube. He's a sharp tech. He's a sharp boy indeed. <laughs> he's no rube. I he's like hey, it feels like what you've done here is you're about to break up with me, and then you just kind of switched gears. So you want to just want to just try again? She's like, "What are you talking about? I have a, I have a, I have a brain disorder." He's like, "Hmm, hmm, hmm." And then she she triples quadruples down. Really? Oh yeah. She's like, you're invalidating my experience. Maybe we shouldn't see each other anymore. And he's like, so you do want to break up? She's like, well, it sounds like you're trying to break up with me. Is that, is that what this all was? He's like, you know what? Actually, uh, you're right. Uh, yep, I think we should break up. And he, she's like, oh, oh my gosh, I knew it. I didn't see that coming. He's like, yeah, uh, me neither. And then he leaves. And then she's, and then the minute he walks away, she's like, why did it? Why did I do that? I'm like, can't you instantly regret yeah. it? Why? Clearly, at least she. I, I am glad they gave her that. At least they at least gave her a second of like. Yeah, self-reflection and, like, regret. Because otherwise, that would have been a real rough showing. But even she was like, oh, I, I really played that poorly. Yeah, didn't play the field ball on that one. I mean, it's tough. Because clearly, it's an awkward situation. It's a hard thing to do. I get it. I do. Um, but like he says, like, the bare minimum you can give is just a little bit of respect, to be honest, of, like, w- what's going on, right? Mm, just tell him what's up. None of these. None of this smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it came true, didn't it? Like he said, he was going to make sure he got hurt, and uh, clearly he did. He was upset by that, and she's just riding high. Hey, maybe, maybe it'll fuel his acting performance. He'll get a tone yeah. for it. He'll- Oh, he'll put out the performance of his life. Yeah. What I'm saying, Jack, is just clearly, this is this is a textbook example of uh, of he's broke, she's up, you know? <laughs> 
<laughs> not what I thought you were going to say. I think it's a classic example of girl bossing too close to the sun. Oh, she's absolutely girl bossed and, and gaslit and gate kept um, yeah, as much as any one man could stand. Yeah. I mean, it's no wonder he walked out. It's just, uh, See, though, no, Jack, luckily for our boy, Ethan, you know, every new beginning is another beginning's end. So um, this is just, this is just, this is just, no, it's uh, no, Plato. No, nah. is that Plato? Is it no. Homer? Every new beginning is another beginning's end. That's, it's from, not, I know who I want to take me home. Isn't that Homer? Isn't that in the Iliad? Pentatonics, I think. Sounds close enough. <laughs> Isn't it? Is it who sings that song? No, you I don't know. You've, you've uh, diverted me here. Yeah, sorry. Cat, uh, Gaslight, Gatekeep, Crowboss. Oh, yeah. He, he's what I'm saying, Jack. So, Semisonic is the name of the band. Closing time. You know, closing time. Oh, is that from closing time? That's him. All right. This is a, what I'm saying, Jack. Is this is a new beginning for Ethan? Yeah, he'll become a super. Um, he'll become an actor, superstar. He'll maybe he'll date Bobby, and they'll have a happy relationship together. Off. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it just be nice? Would be nice. They, they were just like. Hey, we're not in the show anymore because we don't have a dramatic enough life. Actually, actually goodbye. Just maybe maybe episode seven will be Ethan. I don't know. He seems to be putting out quite the performance from what we've seen, the glimpses of it. He's really giving it his all. Yeah. So you gotta and you know what? She didn't even care about that either, did she? She 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 didn't support him in his endeavors. And now when he makes it big in Hollywood, she won't be able to reap the benefits, will she? Well, not at all. She'll be left on the curb. That's right. So yeah, yeah. Well, let me let me consult my notes here, but I think we covered it pretty good, right? I think so. I think we really hit all the the major points and such. Again, I, we say it every week, but it, uh, unfortunately, my takeaway almost every week is that Cassie's just ridiculous. She's, every time, she's just more ridiculous than the last time. And again, like nothing that anyone said to her this week clearly got through to her, which is tough because, like, I feel like her mom was being pretty patient for the most part, but still being like, "Hey, listen, nah, this is just how it is." Like, I'm not trying to be mean, but like, no. Nah. You gotta understand why people would be upset by this. Just because you technically speaking, this and that. Mom, I'm trying to tell you. They they weren't they weren't boyfriend and girlfriend. Hmm. I don't know about that. It doesn't quite work. Yeah, that's, that's most of it. We've got Ali and her apology. And I, I just have written Nate a full on psycho moment. Oh he loves um, full on psycho moments. I have Lexi, she said play is a bad idea, but going ahead anyways. Yeah, I mean <laughs> hey, hey, I gotta commit. That's I think that's you know better commitment. Because, you know, yeah, regrets it, but she's got better follow through than most of the people on this show. You got to give her that. Oh, yeah. Um, I have I've written here. Lexi uh, drags Cassie. Um, she, and she did drag her ass. So. She got her ass. Good. Yeah. I think that's about it. All right. So uh, probably probably. You know what, Jack? I'd say finish it up. Wrap it up. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up right about here. As always, thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Akitech Jazz. That's Akitech J-A-Z. And at Gmail, AkitechJazzGmail.com. Email us anything, corrections, suggestions, comments, concerns, and tell all your friends about the show. Get them listening, get them invested, get them excited. You can find our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon slash Audible, and Podbean, and Amazon TuneIn, and a seventh one that I can never remember. Our logo is then my friend the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can find him at inkocean.jpg or at Redbubble to buy some of his art on merch. And our intro is done by a friend of the show, Artist Celery Salt. Album in June. You'll hear about it in June. And as always, we wrote it. We produced it. We built all the sets. Say goodnight to the people, Zach. Good night. And Godspeed. Reboots, reunions, reruns. No matter where you turn, everyone is going back to revisit Nostalgic TV. Join us on a journey back in the day as we look at your favorite Black 90s sitcoms like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, A Different World, Living Single, and Moesha. 
we break down a new sitcom and episode per week, discuss why the show was relevant at the time and still holds up today, discuss its impact, and laugh at how different things were back in the day or how they stayed the same. Check out Back in the Day with Tanya and Cheryl now on your favorite podcast app and come on a 90s Black sitcom journey with us.